0: Andrew McGahan here for Severe MMA. The pride of Limerick, the young man named Sean Sheehan. The Severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. I see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Hello. Episode 55 of the Severe MMA podcast is finally here. First things first, this podcast is brought to you thanks to our friends over at BeanieBasher.com. It is a fun, addictive hand eye coordination tool to improve your striking. It is very, very affordable, it is only £10, and the good news is my one has arrived. It is in severe MMA HQ, so there will be hilarious YouTube videos or Twitter videos of me uh, demonstrating my top level striking abilities over the next couple of days. Um, As always, we're here for the next hour and a bit, an hour and change. We've got a lot to cover on the show today. The UFC has re-signed two potential title challengers. We're going to look at the upcoming hoedown on a UFC card. Venator yeah. FC officially being the greatest promotion in the world, and the nut-busting news that the Eddie Bravo Invitational has made its way to Fight Pass. But first, before we get into the nutting and the bolting, the nitty and the gritty, ladies and gentlemen, joining me this week as always, Sean Sheehan. What's the crack? Well, Andrew Hartings, not so good. bad. No, no, quite old, quite
1: old. Forms week grand, uh, hey? Yeah, no, no MMA over the weekend. The boring weekend watching soccer and rugby and. Talking to shite, as usual, sure. These things happen. Valentine's Day, the other day. Yes. How did you get on? Did you
0: did you, did jiu- you? jitsu? <laughs> oh you I actually. Romance did, yeah. is dead. No, a hundred percent. I um I was roped into opening the gym on Sunday night for the Lonely Hearts Club and uh ended up training. And um see I was asked not to get a Valentine's present this year.
1: No, 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 no. Now, obviously, don't Rookie worry. Rookie mistake. Don't
0: worry. I know they that's a trick. That's, that's a trick. Don't worry. Yeah. I was aware. So I um, I got a... Instead of getting flowers, what did I get? Chocolates? No. No. I, that's you. you. Her, You're done.
1: I, you probably got her a ghee or something,
0: did you? <laughs> a Yankee Candle. A rose-flavored Yankee Candle. Really? Yeah.
1: It's something anyway. Here's a, <laughs> It's the story. something anyway.
0: It's brilliant.
1: When I was in college, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the lads' girlfriends said, you know, just the same thing, like, that they all fucking say, oh, we won't do Valentine's Day this year, we won't do anything, don't get me anything. And he was, like, grand, and he never <laughs> right, got no bother. anything. And then she got him, like, oh, what did she get him? She got him, like, tickets to see fucking The Killers or Kanye West or something, like, and a really nice present, and he, she, he got her fucking nothing. What a mean bastard! Never known names now. How long? How
0: long, that, how long did that relationship last? Oh, last, lasted a good while. It
1: lasted about four or five years. I think. Really?
0: Yeah. Even after that, what did he do next Valentine's Day?
1: Probably fucking why
0: I beat her or something like that.
1: <laughs> no. He's just a mean, mean fucker. He wouldn't. He'd never do it.
0: So unfortunately, okay, like what we normally do here in the podcast is whatever the first stupid thing that comes into my head, we'll discuss it for the next six or seven minutes. However, we both know exactly what we're going to discuss now because I tagged you in it on Facebook. Yeah, that is the most ridiculous goal I've ever seen in my life.
1: It's a good goal. We, we, I suppose, we can post it on the we'll the podcast.
0: To, we'll post it on the on the podcast Twitter page. One of these we'll hilarious videos on Facebook. You see the corner routine a nice edm song underneath it that turns into the drop happens as soon as your man hits the ball hard absolute worldly top corner must have been 45 yards out can i ask you one thing sean yeah am i the only person that tries to score those goals in fifa from every corner that i take
1: no, well, from every corner, oh no, I, mean, I do the
0: exact same thing Oh, uh, every I corner hope. I face the ball outside the box and try to get it to whoever my centre midfielder is playing on the edge of the box
1: Yeah, me too, I've never kicked the ball into, you can't score anymore in FIFA by loving the ball into the box uh, f-
0: I like attacking the front the post, time. the front post can be attacked and I love a yeah. wee short corner routine But otherwise, we used to always do this thing in, a, in one of my mates house, it was called super teams Now we would make a new profile on his PlayStation We'd end up going and um, Going to MLS teams Whoever had nice kits And we'd put all of our names in a hat For every position So if I got picked out first for goalkeeper I'd get the first choice of goalkeeper
1: Oh yeah we actually did something like that as well So I
0: could transfer Manuel Neuer to the Seattle Sounders By the way best kit in the MLS by a country mile Shout out to Demetrius Johnson. They're <coughs> the uh, team
1: I like as well. They're my favourite MLS team.
0: Are they? Also, yep. I was I was heavily influenced by the fact Freddie Umberg went to finish his career there.
1: You'll, you used to be like Lumberg Lumber underscore, underscore eight, eight on it. Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah, the OG. That's me. Yeah. Held on to you the username. I hoping Freddie might want to buy it off me. <laughs> Turns out. He does not. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you ever have the Lumberg hair? I bet you, you are the type of fellow I have it.
0: I may have had a little bit of red spray in my hair at times. Ah, I do it. I knew and it. I used to like a little mohawk as well, style that yeah. way. Freddie Yumberg's yes. the great. I still have a Yumberg underscore 8 jersey. Well, obviously it doesn't say underscore, but Undersport I have a Yumberg yes. 8 jersey that's about 14 years old upstairs. I'll, I'll put it on and take a picture. It has the gold lions on it on the side. It was 0102 uh, season.
1: I always thought him and Robert Perez were the two most overrated players Obviously ever.
0: Obviously not. Robert Perez is one of the greatest players to ever play Jesus, in the Premier League.
1: The slowest winger ever. A good man for diving as well.
0: Danny Mills claims Robert Perez brought diving into the Premier League. Uh,
1: he wasn't even a great diver to be honest, but he just did it a lot. Remember that penalty? I, I'm not yeah,
0: gonna, he, oh, the one against Portsmouth.
1: Yeah, or he just the kicked one your end leg. Um,
0: I can remember someone diving to win a penalty in the unbeaten season fairly on in it. Mm early on.
1: Remember the, remember how the unbeaten uh, team, what was it, 49 matches 49. ended?
0: It doesn't really matter how it ended. The fact that they will never ended. be replicated again in history. Uh, and Arsenal not going to win the league this year again anyway, so no. there we when go.
1: Sol Campbell with a dirty old tackler uh, and Rooney has scored a great goal. Anyway, ball.
0: the reason that we wanted to talk about football is not so you could go on about some pointless victory in the grand scale of things. Uh, it was about... <laughs> I was also then after watching that video, I started browsing through Facebook. Best thing about Facebook at the minute is when you've got videos on, you can actually then keep uh, you can keep like scrolling through to next videos.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I started doing that actually. Yeah, that's good. I like that.
0: You can just keep but, going down and down and down. Yeah. I
1: I really enjoy it. Yeah, me too. That's the only thing I go on Facebook for anymore. Videos. Like, there's something there's something wrong with my Facebook that every time I go on, it's either like severe amaze posts are like luke thomas's posts and just the same ones like over and over like i keep getting one severe may posts that were posted like five days ago and that are like graham posts and like luke thomas posts that were there from like a week ago and nothing else there's something wrong with my facebook page but that's okay because i don't, like i rarely go on it anymore facebook is facebook is dead i don't like it anymore twitter is a bless.
0: anyway my point was <laughs> you remember the bad you, in your opinion right yeah. What's the best football ad of all time? Remember there was. I hate it. Yeah. Do you remember the way there used to be all of these ads like Brazil versus Portugal? And they go around yeah. the stadium. I saw one tonight. I saw one just there on television. First of all, actually, I have got some great trips for you here. Dale Winton, Supermarket Sweep. Best show in history. Would you agree? I Yeah. I just, just behind the Gilmore Girls.
1: Jesus, I don't know. Wantry Hill. Come on. What about one trail? My The best football ad ever was, I think it was World Cup 98. Remember the, like, uh, canton I was in at Ronaldo. It was like a little less conversation, a little more action. That was Remember not that World
0: Cup 98. Was it not? No, that was like Wait, two, what was it then? 2000
1: and something. Maybe it was the World Cup 2002.
0: It may have even been later than 2002. Because I think the whole thing around, uh, around that, are, are we talking about the cage on the boat?
1: I, I, t- I think so. So I think it's, the a one big, where...
0: it's a big cage and enclosure, and it was won by Thierry Henry's team. Someone went up on someone's back when the ball was being dropped and headed the ball in.
1: Possibly, yeah, oh, I think hey, so. You do not remember. I can't word even word. remember. So the one that I, I just remember. saw on
0: television was that, Oh, yeah. So that was in between watching Super Mario. Oh. So, Supermarket Sweep, Dale Winton, first of all, comes on. Then, Bruce Foresight. the price is right.
1: Yeah.
0: Ben Forsyth, the Irish MMA fighter, needs to change his nickname to Ben, sorry it's Bruce. not Bruce, Forsyth.
1: Or just Ben Bruce Forsyth. I like that. I just call himself Bruce.
0: <laughs> yeah, just Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, get rid of the Ben. <laughs> just scrap it. Yeah. But the reason I asked the football ads is because then I went on a tangent... Uh, a tangent, and started yeah. watching uh, loads of different the Nike football ads throughout the, throughout the years. And then I started looking up FIFA songs, Caesars Palace, Jerk It Out, one of the most underrated FIFA songs of all yeah. time. Um, and I would have to go with, in terms of ad, I don't know, there's something I really like about this stadium, the, the Portugal versus Brazil, Joga Benito.
1: Yeah, that's the a good the album, cages album, were good.
0: That's... You can watch all the cage matches on YouTube. So there would have been like fifteen different ads for that, and it was actually all didn't Robbie
1: Keane di- have a team? Did he? I think he did. Yeah, yeah, I two thousand.
0: The whole thing around it was that the, the people had to jump off the ship afterwards. But I, for some reason, I think you're right when you say two thousand and two because Inamoto was on a team. Yeah. The Jimichi. former, yeah, the former Arsenal player.
1: Good old Best
0: Blair. Nike ads in history football. We don't even need to talk about MMA.
1: No, fuck MMA. 10
0: greatest football ads ever made. Shortlist.com. First of all, when you're getting a <laughs> list of 10 and it's on a website called Shortlist, you know it's going to be good. Because yeah. the, obviously it's, it's what they're good for. You know?
1: Yeah. Speaking of all shows, just as you looked that up there, do you ever watch Bullseye? You watch that show, the Dart-based quiz show.
0: No, what's it about? I've heard of it. i It's definitely on, like, gold or something like that, yeah. this
1: guy, or oh, uh, It's hilarious. Peter Kay did a great bit about it, and he's got one of his family acts before. It's basically, like, I think it's from, like, the
0: early 90s. Oh, Pepsi 80s. Football Warriors. David Beckham, oh, Ronaldinho, yeah. and Toddy.
1: That was good, actually, yeah. But Bullseye is, like... They tr- throw there's like a big dartboard with like sport geography words and stuff, and you have to throw the dart into it. And then your partner gets a question on war on like sport, like who won the 1972 FA Cup final, and they have David Anderson and they get like eight pounds and. But they, there's loads of different games anyway, but it's very funny. And they have, like, one professional player that comes on and they throw, like, Phil Taylor will come on and he he's three goals at it. And if he throws, like, 400, you get 400 pounds in or whatever. And yeah, it's good. It's good. Watch it. It's on Challenge, like, five times every day on Sky, it's even till now. Do you know what's,
0: a uh, oh, number one airport ad? The oh. one that I was just on, 1998. That's the one that you were, you were thinking about, maybe. Yeah. And uh, number four, Carlsberg, Irish World Cup win. I don't think I've ever seen this video.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I have. If, if Carlsberg did World Cups, it'd probably be the best World Cup. It was, oh, yeah, yeah. Jason Marketeer. Jason Marketeer, yeah.
0: Marketeer! Anyway, Rich. I just wanted bef- to. Finally, on the football cage, the video has just come up for me here. I am going to post it on the Twitter page as well. The first team that's come up here. Like, imagine if you were on this team, you'd feel so, sh- like, shit, because you knew you'd have no chance of winning. Cannavaro, mm. Ferdinand, and Thomas mm. Rosicki.
1: Well, Rosicki's shit-like. No, Rosicki's good, uh, but
0: you've got two defenders in a game of three aside, like, yeah. against Hernan Crespo, Lopez, and Mendieta. That was the first match. No wonder poor Thomas didn't get through the first round.
1: Was it backs and forwards?
0: Uh, maybe it was actually But hmm. the main thing about this is Guess how much the ads cost uh, 100 million pounds Jesus Christ Directed by a guy called Terry Gilliam And the investment clearly paid off It is now synonymous with Elvis vs. JXL's A Little Less Conversation
1: Yes, even I sung it
0: And the so ad is fondly remembered For it's gargantuan cage I can remember there was a time that that, uh, that cage actually, <coughs> I think it went round the UK And people could pay to play in it
1: Sure, wasn't that where MMA came from? Cage. That's where it started. That cage. Alex Reed and fucking Tom Watson in the UK fighting in that cage. That's where it came from.
0: <laughs> the Funk Soul Brothers: the Nielsen, Seal, yeah. Ronaldinho versus Figo, Ronaldo, and Roberto Carlos. a scandalous team.
1: Isn't soccer? T- soccer today isn't as good. Doesn't of them like? There's good no Brazilian man, like- players. Like Danielson and Wagner, love. Do you remember him? Here's There's no one like that anymore.
0: Saviola, Luis Enrique, Freddie Yomberg versus Will Taram, and Davids. I was watching a video today of when Ibrahimovic took the to piss that time when he was playing with Ajax, walked through the defense and passed the ball into the net. And I thought, yeah. you don't see that in football anymore.
1: No, not. There's like no Mavericks. There's no Mavericks in football anymore.
0: Oh.
1: Except Diego Costa. That's why I think I love Diego Costa so much. Because he's an insane bastard, and he'll do stuff like that.
0: Vieira, Scholes, and Van Nistelrooy was one team in that. uh, that. Jesus, that's That's, some fucking team. Yeah, they were beaten by Henri and Toddy's team, though.
1: I hate Toddy. Fucking most overrated. Him and Luis Figo are the two most overrated. Francesco
0: Toddy is an absolute baller,
1: Sean. Shit, useless, fuck. Give him one kick and he's finished.
0: No way.
1: You know, I was a big fan of actually the you named there Lillian Turam. Oh. He was some defender.
0: We were playing this in work the other night. It was in one of the boys' WhatsApp chats that it was just like the lads would just go off and start naming like old footballers. I uh, I, had a, I threw in a couple of great ones: Florence Cinema Pongal. Yeah. There's one for what, the, from the history what about, books.
1: What about um, your man that came with him, Latallak? was not it? But he was crap, like Anthony
0: Natalic.
1: Anthony Natalic, yeah, I liked him, but then he went to Liverpool and he contracted fucking Liverpool disease and went absolutely Liverpool-itis. crap. Liverpoolitis, yeah, like or all did the play players.
0: Beforehand.
1: Did. Over in Spain somewhere, didn't Rafa bring? Oh no, he was fringe actually, wasn't he? I think Rafa brought him no, in. No, no, didn't
0: Liverpool ruin Jermaine Pennant as well?
1: Ah, well, he was always kind of shit, but yeah, they did. The Antonio Nunez as well, another guy who was good in a game, absolutely ruined him. Who was the Bashir. guy that
0: scored the winner against Arsenal? Oh, he was the four oh, never heard of again. Uh would have played in the same team with Cinema Pongal.
1: Orientes? No, no, I'm
0: kinda thinking maybe a Carlin Cup. FA Cup. Oh, victory. Neil Meller? Neil Meller. Yeah. That's it. Future England uh number
1: one. Oh mm, yeah. Absolute rubbish. Scored a great in on Champions League as well.
0: I've heard I've heard a story before about an England keeper. Whose dad put a bet on in a bookmakers that he'd yeah. get an England cap? Have we spoke Chris, about this before? Chris, Chris no, Kirkland, Chris Kirkland, is it? Yeah. And was did yeah. the bookie take the bet?
1: Yeah, they did, yeah. But was the he bet made from it.
0: when he was like a kid?
1: Yeah, it was when he was like nine, and he got paid. I think he won like 125 grand or something, and I think he's only got like one cap or
0: something.
1: So that was it. Fair play. There was someone else as well. Was it Joe I don't know it was it Joe Hart's father? It was someone more recently.
0: Whoever was the manager of that England team definitely got twenty-five grand off Chris Kirkland's father. <laughs> yeah. Chris Kirkland was some... a good keeper,
1: but he kept breaking his hands and breaking his fingers and stuff and he kinda Not yeah, he went to Liverpool. for a goalkeeper. No, he went to Liverpool and then he went shit as well. Which which didn't happen. That's the that seems to be a recurring team with all these players. Go to Liverpool, you go shit. Glenn Johnson, do you remember him? He's playing on real. For Portsmouth and stuff, went to Liverpool, went to yeah. absolute crap. Scored
0: a worldie.
1: Yeah, he's, he was good for one worldie season, in fairness. That's but, uh, about it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I, I suppose is it maybe time to start talking about mixed martial arts? Ah, oh, fuck, do we have to? Like, I'd rather just talk about how Freddie UMBERG is one of the greatest players of all time.
1: He isn't really. But do you, I mean, Where do you stand on Thierry Henry, I Now mean, being an Arsenal legend. fan? Legend, absolute Irish.
0: legend. Do
1: you not? Do you not think he's an absolute fucking cheese no, scumbag don't cunt? Care. Huh?
0: Don't care about it at all.
1: Fucking, you're why a traitor. No, crazy. genuinely,
0: why would you? If this is Robbie Keane had done the same thing, we'd have been pissing ourselves laughing and thinking, "Oh, the look of the Irish boys, you, 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 all of that sort of shite. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. No, that, that's not different at it, all. It's, it's it totally is totally different. It, it is not, not
1: us. It's not us. That's why it's different. Fuck the area, Henri.
0: Henri is the greatest Premier. striker to ever play in the Premier League. <laughs> he is. Oh, good Who's one. Who's better than him?
1: Ruud van Nistelrooy. Eh? No. Cristiano Ronaldo. No,
0: not a striker at the time. Ah,
1: he's a striker. He played a striker. There's two. Alan Shearer. <laughs> no. Henry He's fucking overrated. Good man to score loads of goals against smaller teams and score about three goals in his whole time against other top four teams. I
0: can imagine. I can think off the top of my head already at least five goals that he scored against United.
1: He scored one great goal all right, against Dennis Irwin. Against
0: what? Dennis Irwin? No I'm on about the one from 30 yards against Roy Carroll
1: Was that the what about the one maybe same goal the, I not of No no Dennis Irwin was
0: well retired yeah no that's another one that he scored
1: Oh yeah that was a great goal
0: That was a uh, who was actually Freddie Jumberg scored his debut goal for Arsenal against Man United Fun fact. Anyway, we'll learn, look. You're wrong on that one, anyway. So we can just move All on right, to the MMA, talk, and now you can maybe be right about a couple of things. Terry,
1: Terry, if you're listening, fuck you. Which
0: we know you are. I'm a big fan of you, Terry. Ignore this man.
1: Prick. You're shitting sky as well.
0: Wow. <laughs> Stinging criticisms here from Sean Sheehan. The Truth Hasht- Hour, as we've liked to rename the severe MMA podcast at this stage, folks.
1: Hashtag bring back Gary Neville.
0: Oh, poor Gary Neville. Yeah. Seven. You got Neville.
1: He got oh. a win the last year. Huh? <coughs> <coughs> I Fucking I don't know. on here? Wasn't yeah?
0: was one of the first things that they asked them to do was get rid of Phil?
1: No, Phil is still there with him.
0: Yeah, but I thought they were looking to get rid of Phil before that.
1: They probably should have.
0: Yeah, the two yeah. of them look hilarious on a bench together. I'm not going to lie. Do.
1: Gary Neville's a well dressed man, though, in fairness.
0: He's yeah. dapper enough now. I'll give yeah. him. The, he's a bit of a Robbie Williams head in him, like, but he is dapper.
1: Yeah, nice old... I like the shirt and jumper combination, you know, oh, going the, the seven village pep or guardiola kind of.
0: Yeah, no, very, like, as if you're here for business, not for shit. Yeah.
1: Modern name manager. I'm oh. not a big fan of the suit on the sideline.
0: I... Do you know what? I think...
1: Too awkward.
0: I don't think so. Because Wenger always wears a suit, and he's a legend. And he's just... I think it depends oh, on the type know. of person. Oh, he like, does, he's yeah. a dapper gentleman. No, sorry. He wears... A suit big un- over the- his yeah. big long coat, yes. <laughs> yeah. So a dapper gentleman like Arson, like, he needs a coat. So, or he needs a coat and he needs a suit. So that's fair enough. But then if you had someone like Tony Mowbray or Tony Pulis wearing yeah. suits, you'd kind of be like, Tony, jog on back there, get your shorts on, put your baseball cap on, be, yeah. be the angry little man that you are like. That's just up. lasting in this
1: my favourite thing about Tony Pulis is he stands up in all his press conferences. I love that. I don't know why, I just do. And I love Tony Pulis. Great man.
0: Big Sam Allardyce. I, Best I honestly, parody Twitter account ever. Not I don't Big understand
1: Sam. I don't understand why people don't get Tony Pulis to manage their team more. Like why like Tottenham I know Tottenham are better now, but they were doing shit for ages. Like, damn, why didn't Newcastle get him? Like Newcastle got relegated there a couple of times. Why didn't they get Tony like you're you're guaranteeing yourself staying up in the Premier League if you have Tony Pulis. Like he's a fucking great manager.
0: Great man right. for signing free agents as well. Speaking yeah. of free agents, oh, oh, oh! Took us twenty really? minutes to transition. You can tell it's a slow week this week, folks. <laughs> Hopefully, we took you down memory lane there with a couple of a uh, couple of football related incidents. That's okay. Someone, We're ready to move last on. Week,
1: someone last week said we spoke more about confectionery than we did about MMA. <laughs> Look.
0: Which I, I quite doubt. probably would not uh, disagree with that. I have got a jam donut in front of me that's just staring at me. When you go on your rant, I'm going to turn my mic off for about thirty seconds and just devour it. But
1: about above five people called me rhubarb last week.
0: Oh, Sean Rhubarb Sheehan as well. I forgot about that. Sorry, um, in case uh, you've been living under an MMA rock and did not see the news, Alistair Overeem and and Aljamain, Aljamain Sterling. Sterling. Anyway, I was just waiting for you to say it so we could say it in tandem. <laughs> Aljamain Sterling re-signing with the UFC. Now, while a lot of people are saying maybe free market or would be tested with both of those guys, was it a case of Bellator not wanting them? Was it a case of Bellator not being in a position to pay that money right now? Viacom maybe pulling the leash a little bit on Bellator? I can see why they didn't spo- uh, go all out for Alistair Overeem. I think uh, if, I, if we look at it from just one way here, Sterling still maybe an unproven commodity that Bellator would be cautious about putting big money in. After his next contract, that is the one that I'd expect Bellator to try come in and tempt him away. So maybe it's too early for him. And it's also a little bit too early for Overeem because Bellator can't really spend that sort of money on a high-profile heavyweight when they're not doing pay-per-view events.
1: I think they're two very, very different cases. On Overeem, I think they would have paid the money, to be honest. Um, and I'm sure they were in for him. But with Overeem, everything's kind of kept very under the table. He keeps it very close to to, uh, to his chest, and things don't really get out. <coughs> but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he had offers from Ryzen and from uh, from Bellator and everywhere, anywhere else that uh, is willing to pay out a few uh, a few dollars to, for his services, but. Overeem's a known name, you know. He's a big guy. There's plenty of fights for him there in Bellator. And I think they definitely would have been after him. You know, he's a he's a guy they want. But I think, I think he wants to win the UFC title. I think it's it's about legacy for him now. You know, he's made it. He's probably made a lot of money in his career. You know, fighting, you know, fighting on these shows all over the world, fighting. You know, Bob's. I'm not saying Bob Sap type fights, but Bob Sap type shows. You know, he's fought. He's fought everywhere like and, and for, for probably pre- pretty good money. So I think it's about legacy for him now. He wants the UFC title, and it's nice to see him back in, in the UFC. On Sterling...
0: The donut was delicious, thinking, by the way.
1: Was it? Oh, yeah. good. On nice. <laughs> Sterling, I think... It's an unfortunate... Like I I said yesterday, I wrote the, the article about him coming back to the UFC. And I think it's a li- it's a little bit sad for all the fighters that... <laughs>
0: he, <laughs> this the green garden of free agency is not everything yeah. that it was built out to be. Like he probably
1: got a little bit better of a contract from the UFC, but not that much. Like, I, you know, there's no details released, but what I've heard is it's a little bit better at the start than what he used to be on. But he I think he wanted forty and forty. I think he said that and off the ball, but I don't think he's getting that. um But if he goes and gets the championship he'll get a lot more money and he'd be pretty happy with it then so that, look that's kind of the way mma has been for the last few years i like i think that's the way it's kind of staying which is which is a little bit sad for you know for the goodness of the sport like we want guys like, you know, like Aljamain Sterling, like Thomas Almeida, even like the lower down guys who maybe you wouldn't see as prospects or guys that are running for the title. You want to see them all getting paid well. And it's kind of unfortunate that a guy like him, who's, you know, a great prospect, can't get, you know, another offer, basically, from anywhere else. Uh, to to make the UFC up their money, like apparently World Series of Fighting were in for him. I think he did, and then he did was on Ariel last night. But I think he did another interview as well with uh, the three amigos, of Seve Daniels over there. And I haven't listened to it yet, but apparently he, he said about um that World Series of Fighting were in for him. So they were. I don't think Bellator were like Bellator said all along that you know, kind of I don't know did they announce it officially, but they you know there was rumors going around that. They didn't want to make a play for him at all, and like, why would you really? Uh, we, like we were saying a couple of weeks back, and like, there isn't that like Bellator's bantamweight division isn't their marquee division. You know, we'll speak about Bellator later on, but what they do is the old guys, and they have a good lightweight division, good welterweight division, and you know, the guy, a guy like Vincent Henderson is a much better prospect for them. But uh, was, Vincent Henderson got the got a deal offered from the UFC, very similar, I think. Who had Aljamain starting up, but not in money— not money-wise, but kind of, you know, uh, less money up front, but a lot more money later on. And I think the UFC, um, I'd say, going forward, they're going to be giving a lot more contracts like that to incentivize you to become really good. But not not incentivize you to become really good, but you know, if you become really good, you will get the money. But you know, if you don't, you won't.
0: Or to trick people. Well, it's like filling someone full of shit. Well, no, not like that at all. But there are people gullible enough within the UFC to think, "Yeah, I can reach those heights, sign the contract, and then no hope, never get there." Yeah. That's that's my issue with it. Don't base the pay and future pay off what you may one day achieve. Let them get the money now. No.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, also, and that's the problem like, with lots then, of fighters. So. They about, all think they're going to be championing.
0: Exactly. What about the reverse effect of this? What about Will Brooks slamming Bellator at every opportunity he can get? I don't think the UFC are going to be knocking it. Like He's pretty much weakened his position if the UFC are looking to come in for him. That must be a guy who just wants to get into the UFC, to fight in the UFC, to try and become the champion there. He's not looking for the money or, or anything like that, it would seem. It's crazy. They're just what we were thinking was going to be a golden period for mixed martial arts in terms of free agency kind of suppered out a little bit because 1FC have all of their own plans like trying to break into mainland China and to become as big as it is over there. So basing it around those stars. World Series of Fighting has a limited time left, I would imagine. Bellator want to do freak shows. Couple of high profile lightweights, welterweights like you said there risen have a couple of shows every once in a while i doubt they'll see over the next two years what's gonna happen now to
1: what's gonna future. happen yes
0: yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what i'm saying uh
1: but what like we uh, oh well yeah
0: uh, will we sidestep into this a little bit
1: oh uh, well, just uh, a couple of things on, on this yeah um i i can't agree with you were saying kind of bellator are such far, you know? There's such a distance away as a number two, it kind of it fucks it up for everyone else. Like, and I, and I don't think people maybe saw this coming. Um, you know, when Scott Coker took over, you thought, okay, he's going to be making plays for for guys coming out. Obviously, he got Bint Henderson and stuff. But I think it's going to be a lot more rare than we probably initially, maybe not thought, but initially might have hoped. I think is the better word. You know. If say like if fucking, I don't know who, who's a good, really good soccer. If Anthony Martial wanted to leave Man United, there's going to be a number of suitors coming in looking for him. If he like if his contract runs out, there's going to be a number of players like you know Arsenal could look for him, Chelsea, Real Madrid, Barcelona. You know if if Aljamein look at Aljamein Sterling if he wants to leave the UFC if he wants to get money elsewhere, where's he going to go? No, there's nowhere really. Like even if Bellator really did want him. How much money is he going to get? Who is he going to fight? Like, you know, it's not a real, it's not a real good prospect. He, the World Series of Fighting, Marlon Moraes was on the the uh, MMA hour yesterday. He's their bantamweight champion, and he's even talking about it. He wants to, like, he, he's kind of sick of being in World Series of Fighting. He wants to move to UFC, and he's on absolutely great money because he's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's one of Ali Al, Al, Ali Abdelaziz's um, guys, and, <laughs> and he's on a shit lot of money. But like he comes to the UFC, he's not gonna get you know a quarter of that money um, when he comes to the UFC because he's gonna go in and be a lower down guy because they don't care about the world series of fighting title. So you know it, it's a difficult position. But you as I said earlier, it, it it's in a position where it's it's like it's always been, and it's it's a shame that like you have to be a champion before you can make this a thing that'll you know that's gonna keep you safe for the rest of your life. God, if you don't win a championship, unless you're Donald Cerrone or your or, uh, Faber or, or Michael Bisping, which are rare, look, they're, guys like that are as rare as champions. You're not going to be living off this for the rest of your life, you know. And uh, it's a sad, you know, that's a sad situation because these guys, you know, they put so much into it, and um, you know, the fucking their bodies get wrecked and all for our own entertainment. And I think, uh, I think they should be getting paid a little
0: bit more. Yeah, I think it's a, I don't want to say a pointless thing to argue about because it doesn't seem, there's been chances, there's been times, this is the most recent one, that there could be a shift and a change in the way that fighters are paid and looked after and it just seems to have kind of gone without a hitch. You know, like nothing like the big change that we are thinking. And then again, maybe it is going to happen, and we're just waiting for the renewals and more renegotiations and more free agencies to be tested. That guys yeah. like Overeem and Sterling, who you could have said from the get go, their futures are better off staying with the UFC, where someone like Benson Henderson, who may not get back up to UFC title level ability, why not go to Bellator and start making proper chunks of change for the last remaining fights that you have left? I think yeah. uh, from the Sterling and Overeem point of view, they have both significantly better chances throughout their careers or finishing their career, well, one guy only starting, one guy coming to the tail end, chance of capturing UFC gold than someone, say, like Ben Henderson had, of recapturing
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, 100% on the Ben Henderson thing, and I, that's, you know, that's the difference between Henderson and and Sterling as well, and that's why the contract may be a little bit better for Sterling because he might be championship level, but you, I think you hit the nail on the head there, and as I was saying earlier on as well, that, you know, we're talking about maybe a union banding together to get better money and having an opportunity to, to do that. But the problem is, yeah, as I said, like, everyone wants to become, everyone thinks they're going to become a champion. Like, there's one and all fighters going around go, oh, I'm the future UFC champion. Like, like realistically or not, like, <laughs> come on, come on. those guys fighting in the UFC, like, even Nurmagomedov isn't even a UFC champion, like, and he might never be. I, I like I think he probably will win it, but he might never be guys like Wanderby might never be the UFC champion. Like look at Michael Biscuit, great career, never a UFC champion. And like there's there's more guys. Look at Anthony Johnson, one of the most feared guys in the world, never a UFC champion. Never made you know may made, made good money in his probably he's title shot, but that's not gonna see him through the rest of his life. And you know, that that's that's a fucking that's a sad indictment of the sport. I know it's only the sport's still grown, it's only still young, but you know, I I think Zufa have a lot to answer for, and I think they could definitely pay their guys more, and I think they should be doing it.
0: Beautiful. I'm after getting a nice memory up on Facebook this time last year. Carl Moore, Deci and Matthew Mullen over in Team Alpha Male for the first time. Nice picture posed on Facebook there with Phil Davis.
1: Jesus, Carl Moore must look like fucking Stephen Struve over in Team Alpha Male.
0: Yeah, compared to the rest of them. (laughs) I don't know why. They really like him over there. He's going back over in in a couple of weeks' time. Um. In the last bit of crazy, stupid, pointless, non-MMA news for the day, you know the way people like Jeremy Botter pretend to like soccer? and it's, Yeah. And it's getting like that in America. So like LeBron James being a Liverpool fan, Will Ferrell sure. being a Chelsea fan, Kevin Costner being an Arsenal fan. Guess who Shaq supports? Um, Spurs. Northampton Town. Uh, Cobblers. Yeah. He co-owns a radio station in the US with the Cobblers chairman, Calvin Thomas. And the team are currently top of League 2. Shaq Thanks. sent a video message. I just wanted to wish Kelvin and all the Cobblers best of luck. First place is where I like to be, and it's great to see you guys at the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's man. the best thing in the world. Yeah. Now, he's literally their biggest fan.
1: Yeah. I like it. Do you know at Soccer M when guys like that go on, they give him a team, they like pull it out of a hat and they give him like a shitty team.
0: No, but I did yeah. I like I haven't watched Soccer M in years, but I saw something a video of it of this Derby County fan who named the nationalities of so many people Yeah, he was oh, really good. He yeah. went through them so fast. Yeah. And then he got the, the bonus one at the end and everyone went nuts yeah. from Yeah, but like Soccer M those had people like Busta Rhymes as guests on it and stupid. Batista stuff like was that. on like, the other day. Was he? I
1: or a couple of weeks ago, and they did, like, when guys like that come on, they don't know what to ask him, kind of, and he kind of just sat there, and Evander Holyfield was on last weekend, I think, and he, you know, they didn't right, know what to ask him, me. like, yeah, he's some website, he was flogging or something, like
0: Matt like, LeBlanc, and like. Top Gear that time,
1: uh, yeah, he's, he's now hosting it, it yeah, though, he's yeah.
0: going to be hosting it, um, anyway, we'll go for the hoedown, Cowboy versus Cowboy, yeah, the card, uh, the UFC, seem to, uh, Philadelphia, is it? Seem to hate Philadelphia?
1: Yeah. Pittsburgh. Not no, a Pittsburgh. Good Pennsylvania. Yeah. Not, a, not a great card. Not, not a great card. What, what do you think of this whole Cowboy versus Cowboy gimmick?
0: Only it should be allowed if one of them promises to never go by the name Cowboy if they lose. Yeah, I agree. This is the only way that I'll be interested in this event, I'm afraid. This is the... This is the WWE Raw that, to make it exciting, you put a ladder match in it. Or a something on a pole match. Mm. Or have Stone Cold run in and lay out the rock while the rock no, is champion. Do you, know, do
1: you know what they should have?
0: No, the Spanish uh, announced table match. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Completely agree.
1: <laughs> what they should have after Cerrone and Oliveira finish, right? They should get John Jones and Daniel Cormier into the octagon and have them sign their contract for their fight. Just so That's people are watching the event like. Yeah, but uh, no, yeah, have them there and then like have the table in the middle of the octagon and stuff and have like John Jones get put through the table by Daniel Cormier and he goes, It's my title now and like have him stand over it and hold the title over him as John Jones lies there being after being put through the table. It
0: baffles me how the UFC have not signed you to the creative writing team yet.
1: Antonio I I imagine if
0: that actually did happen though. To You're a booker.
1: I'm, I'd be great, like, I'd be great. I love contract signings in WWE, dash, my favourite thing.
0: They were very, because usually the usually it ended with <coughs> a fight. <coughs> I'm sorry, fucking dingy fever Sean Sheehan is, for those of you wondering, he's joined the illustrious list of famous people that have been struck down with a common throat infection. John Lineker and now Sean Sheehan. Just
1: the two of us, yeah. Just the I, two two she, two I can't of us. turn off my microphone. Oh, can you not? Top. No, I can't. Look,
0: that's, that's okay. We'll. We're yeah. not perfect. We'll suffer through it this week. We will listen to you on the verge of death. I'm okay yeah. with that as long as I can't contract whatever you have down in Limerick. Probably from the water, to be honest. Probably. Then yeah. I. Uh, then I'm. I'm okay.
1: Yeah, but this this cowboy versus Cowboy thing, it's. I just think it's fucking stupid. Like, and they probably got look. They probably got Alex Oliveira because he's the only one they could get in chart noticed. What did they have like two or three weeks? Um, but this, you know, I can this imagine. Fight is,
0: I can I can just imagine a scenario in Zufa HQ that because there's so many cards, not everybody really knows who's on what cards and stuff like that. Some employee yeah. just heard that there's a pullout. He's like, let's get let's get Cerrone, and it's like, no, it's first Cerrone. <laughs> it's like, all oh, no. right, well, no, sorry, have <laughs> no idea.
1: No, somebody goes, let's get Cowboy, and goes, no, it's fighting Cowboy, and goes, Cowboy, don't we have another Cowboy? Yes, it's called by Oliveira, and that's it.
0: That's how it's done. That's
1: how got Myself and Patrick were talking yesterday about. Who, here's a good question for you now: Who would be the best fight with two people having the same name in the UFC? I came up. I came up with one very good one. So I can have you get?
0: No, I have no idea. Have, if it's going to be Jim Miller versus Dan Miller versus Cole Miller as the special guest referee.
1: <laughs> but you can have a first name as well. It can be first name, any even nickname.
0: I, look, want,
1: I'd have to read it. Another good one. It's actually hard. Good one I came up with. Anthony Pettis against Tony Ferguson.
0: Fair enough. I see how this game works.
1: Hmm. Johnny Hendricks against John Jones. How about that?
0: Joe Riggs versus Joe Rogan.
1: Oh, hashtag would watch. Joe Rogan would take him, I reckon.
0: Joe Rogan would be a serious UFC fighter.
1: I wouldn't. No, Donald he Ferguson. would,
0: though. He's no. a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Rubber
1: guard is bullshit. It doesn't work.
0: He wouldn't use rubber guard. Back. He's not... Like, he, he watches and commentates on enough MMA to know that he wouldn't use that. I'm convinced. Do you like the rubber guard?
1: You're not a fan I of the rubber like guard? I do like
0: rubber guard in jiu-jitsu. I don't like it in MMA.
1: I love a bit of rubber guard. A few go-go platters. Did you actually see... Sorry, to me, we're going totally off topic here, but... Joe That's Rogan okay. did um, that type of week. Joe Rogan did a podcast the other day, the Fight Companion, and they were talking about this... Uh, oh, don't this tell
0: sidekicks. That no, was so funny. Oh, that
1: was that was funny. Right. But uh the pace chalk, Nick Pace did the chalk. Do you ever see that? It's a really good choke. And I don't know why more, more people do I didn't do it. I looked it up. It's like, right, say you're in half guard, but you have one leg in like the triangle position, so you have one leg over his head, right?
0: I'm uh, I'm googling it right now.
1: Yeah. So and you bring the other you bring your hand underneath
0: oh, his neck yes. Did not Joe Rogan lose his shit about this when it happened in the UFC? He didn't know what it was. Yeah, possibly,
1: it's a class choke, though, yes. and it seems pretty simple. How come people don't use it more?
0: I don't know. It was against uh, Will Campuzano, I mean, wasn't it? Possibly, I, I only yeah. saw, I only saw this recently because Joe. I remember in the broadcast, Joe couldn't remember what happened. Do you know what I mean? He he couldn't yeah. tell how the choke happened isn't it his right hand feeding underneath that's coming onto the shin that's doing the main choking and the leg is just yeah. going across? Yeah. Yeah. That's slick. I'm a big that's fan of That's a nice that.
1: joke. Yeah. I'd say it'd be kind of easy to get out of, though, if you saw it coming, you know, you could pull away out of it. Not, because not
0: that it's easy to get out of, but it's easy to not get uh, drawn uh, into that position. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, because, like, your, say your left side is just totally open you can kind of just scoot out there because you have the dominant position. But if there was, you know, if there was someone... Uh, Someone like just laying in, in, your, uh, in your half guard maybe it could, be, could be done. I like it though. I like that show. But anyway, Alive, actually Oliveira is pretty good off his... Well, he's okay off of his back um, in this fight against Cerrone. Do you give him any ch- chance against Soroni, or do you think Soroni will walk it like I do?
0: I think Soroni's going to walk it. Yeah. I'm just more interested in seeing like, the most compelling thing about this card. Two things. First of all, a women's fight for the first time in how long? Yeah. We're finally getting another one. Also, um, I want to know the story about Tim Means. I want to find out what was the substance? What was wrong? Was it, Is he a clean fighter? Is it bullshit? Who knows?
1: It's usually bullshit, isn't it? It's usually bullshit. Like when obviously, he's he's innocent until proven guilty, even though that's kind of a hard thing to be when they announce it, uh, when you announce you failed a drug test. But look, the V the sample is probably yet to come back, but, you know, he's probably looking at looking a at ban. This thing was, I know we spoke about it with Yael Romero and stuff, but this supplement, this whole supplement thing is, you know, it's kind of a weird situation that... <sighs> Myself and Dwayne Finley used to have this ongoing list of excuses you use when when you fail a drugs test, and guys will bring out any excuse, and the excuses are kind of getting harder now because of you said, I saw the, you know, the, the tainted supplement is a, is a pretty good excuse, even though there you know there are plenty plenty of tainted supplements. You probably everyone's probably heard Luke Thomas talking about it at this stage. I think he he'd probably uh, you know spoke about it better than anyone else in, on the situation that like in America. The supplement industry is just a joke and you know what they do is they put shit into supplements you know like fucking steroids whatever to make them really effective and then kind of the word spreads about the supplements being really good and then when they get too big enough they get tested and if people you know by the time they get tested and they find out that there's fucking steroids in them they haven't changed and it's just you know to normal whatever would be in normal supplements, but the word is already out that they're really good, so they can just keep selling them, and there's a placebo effect or whatever, but I suppose it's easy for a fighter to pick up one of those and maybe take it and... There you Mix go.
0: Mix it in with his HGH yeah. and say, oh, <laughs> sorry, I took a tainted supplement. Yeah,
1: Or, or else just t- take a supplement, then f- realize you failed your test, you get a fucking a pile of HGH, lob it in on top of your protein powder and send it off to you, there's that there, bye. Yeah, exactly. There's that. Oh, there's HGH in that. Ah, sure, there you go.
0: It's my supplement.
1: Yeah. That,
0: like, you- something, like, something will be done. I do think that the USADA era... Will become better as time goes on, I think. Something as as huge. Did you just laugh or sneeze?
1: No, I just half oh, right. sneeze.
0: It was grand. I thought you were kind of laughing at my point, so I was about no. to get up in your up in your shit.
1: No, I probably. Play.
0: I do. Uh, I do think that it's going to get better. Something like this coming in at such a wide scale on the sport, especially when now guys who are coming off. Let's just say for talk's sake, allegedly guys are coming off substances. And they're finding it hard, so maybe they're not, they can't go off it flat. They have to keep dribs and drabs and just weaning themselves off uh, different supplements and different, uh, supplements and what? I'm trying to think of another word, Sean. I don't want to say steroids, but I'll Jobs. say steroids steroids. Um, yeah. And then they're finding, oh, well, you can also take this and it'll put up a flag in your test, but this is what you'll get caught for, and this is your excuse for why if you're caught with this. And to be honest, if people, the year that, look, it's 2016, Sean. If mm. people want to cheat, they're going to be able to cheat. The rich people will still be able to cheat. <coughs> yeah. They'll be able to have a super drug invented. They'll be able to keep taking it, be a clean fight. That's always going to happen. We just want to get it out at the lower end of the, sp- in my opinion, it needs to be eradicated at the lower end of the sport. And that's from a point of view that, as bad as this sounds, guys that are making eight and eight don't deserve to jeopardize their bodies for the rest of their life by taking steroids for that little amount of money. What happens yeah. when you're out of the UFC at 35, a nice eight and three career maybe slumps down to eight and six, and then you get your walking papers? And you can't reproduce anymore because you've been off your tits on testosterone, synthetic t- testosterone for a couple of years. You can't have kids, and you have nothing else to show for it.
1: So I think it's a vicious circle as well because guys on eight can't afford to, take steroids. You know, to, to, to yeah. take steroids. oh I
0: see. So it's, yeah,
1: it's a vicious circle. It's, all, it's only the guys that are fucking making a bit of a bit of uh, a bit of clink that are uh, that are able to take the steroids. So look. I suppose that's it's a, a another chat thing for, for another
0: talk for another day. But you can't. Yeah. I don't think anyone can disagree with me that the highest level of a lot of sports is where the questions should be asked.
1: Yeah, but they're the, they're hard the hardest to uh to um to, catch. to find as well. Like look look how long it took to getting Lance Armstrong out of there. There's guys at that moment in a. In athletics, pretty pretty high-level guys who are definitely on drugs and they're never going to fail. Some, some people are too big to fail as well. You know, just,
0: I've heard a story before of an MMA team that media were in getting ready to do some interviews, pro team just finishes up, and every single one of them get an injection into their lower back <laughs> after sparring. Oh, it's just vitamins. That's what they said to the media yeah. people. And they're like, okay, we'll just look away here and pretend we did not see that and not bring it up ever again, but it's rampant. Wenger type of job, isn't it? No, 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 and we will Arson. not discuss this any further.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, just, I was, yeah, I, I think Cerrone will win this fight too. Um, I think Oliver is not, not that bad. He's very light in his feet, and he, he'll he probably hit Cerrone a little bit early on, but I don't think he has the power to knock Cerrone out. Um Soroni's leg kicks, I think, will be the biggest biggest part of this fight. Oliveira's movement is very good. Very good lateral movement gets in, uh, gets hit when he comes in, but can hit as well. So I think that's a pretty dangerous type of way to be against Cerrone. I think the best way to be against Cerrone is to pressure him, and push him back, you know, and take him off his, his comfort zone. But, you know, I think Cerrone's leg kicks... He's just going to smash Olivero leg kicks for the first couple of rounds, and then he's moving, will be quelled, and I think he'll become a sitting duck there. Say it'll probably be a late stoppage or maybe go to a decision. But the rest of this card is. There's some known guys, some names on it, but it's Poor been. Anthony you know.
0: Hamilton. Scheduled for the biggest <laughs> fight of his career. We're talking Mirko Krokop. At a main event, maybe even, was it? Back in November?
1: Uh, yeah, it was what it was supposed to be, it?
0: and now he's opening the card against how I you were trying to practice pronouncing it earlier. Then the man from Dagestan, Shamil Abdurkarminov.
1: Good, good try there. Was it? That was that was good. Yeah, it was nice in fairness. I like that. I have no idea what it is, but oh, yeah, I'm gonna go over what you said there. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad for him. But and then as you, you say marrying no? Who's
0: whose record? <coughs> okay. Is yeah. scattered with fighters whose names look like they'd win you a game of Scrabble and finish first round finishes in under a minute, under two minutes. Something something is afoot here. Yeah. Beating all these guys en route to the UFC and then you lose your first UFC fight. Yeah.
1: Uh uh-uh. Because the see- worst thing about this card as well is that John Lineker and Cody <coughs> Garbrandt has gone off as well. Yeah, Jan that's, Linnaker, that's he's heartbreaking. Contracted my dinghy fever. That's all Derek Brunson against Ron Canero it should be a pretty good fight. Um Dennis Bermudez against Tatsuya Want to get Bermudez back on the winning track, hopefully there. Even though did he win his last fight? Maybe he did. But I li- I like a bit of Bermudez. Um but he's one of those guys that if he can put it all together he could be you know, he could you could see him getting towards the title but um, not at the moment. Um, Chris Kamozzi against eggs. I actually thought Chris Kamozzi retired there last week, but it turns out it was Chris Carriaso. Oh so.
0: yeah, Chris Carriasso <coughs> retired. But one of my sure favorite person. memories of Chris Carriaso is him wearing a suit.
1: Yeah, that was way too big for him. Yeah, it was huge.
0: Wasn't He fought Johnson at one eight nine, one eight seven.
1: Uh yeah, I think was that, was. that like the gold big press Roman at him maybe? Was it?
0: No, it was when I, uh, when at the media day for that fight week, oh, he yeah, was walking right, around yeah. in a suit. And it genuinely, like, he's small as it is. So it yeah. looks like it was his older brother's suit. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't even as, it wasn't like hanging. It could even have been his dad's suit. Do you know that sort of way? It was like, yeah, I got to wear a suit. And it's like, not like that, you don't.
1: No, it, it definitely not. Then again, uh, I was the
0: one walking <laughs> around in shorts. So look, true. I'm in no true. position to throw stones here.
1: Indeed, that's about it with that card, anyway, so, let's get on to, let's get on to the fucking Wild West, which you want to go for first, do you want to go Bellator, or do you want to go Mayhem? Mayhem? Mayhem, go on, so, give, give I us your thoughts I don't even want
0: to talk about Mayhem, I want to talk about, the. okay, so, if we can just put this out here, because we've kind of been tiptoeing around it for a couple of weeks and months, we've been saying, like, this is what we think is going to happen, this may happen, I genuinely believe, Um, I don't know, what hasn't, what is keeping this announcement, Cage Warriors to the UFC. It's been circulating around now literally over a year that Cage Warriors will be coming to Fight Pass. I'm a little bit anxious about um, any sort of announcement Fight Pass related. Well, I was until Eric Winter took over because things seem to be moving now very uh, rapidly for that. But wasn't there talk about UCMMA, UC King of the Cage? Is Pancreas on Fight Pass yet? Yeah, I think some
1: of them... I was looking there actually last night in I think Cage Reg or some of those fights are on it. So they have made their way out there
0: because people on Twitter during the week were being like, uh, not happening just yet. Where is this going to be? Is the Glory and Eddie Bravo thing going to be like all of these promotions?
1: Uh, possibly. There's like 180... I was looking at those 180 Bravo fights, but they take a long time to upload them. Oh yeah, um, don't get me wrong.
0: Like There's yeah. thousands of hours of footage that the UFC team are going to have to go through. And I remember... Uh, from talking with Eric Winter about it it's not just a division it's now turned into like a cross company sort of effort that people's jobs now is just solely focused on getting content uploaded, edited produced to Fight Pass imagine it this way the UFC would have to go over so many old uh, pretty much go over all the footage similar to what the WWE would have had to do with their network and blur out the WWF logos yeah. Did you ever notice when you're watching old WWE Yeah, they're, yeah. they have all of them logos blocked? So it's a, it's a worse worse thing than anyway, my point is Venator, there's something up here. The guy that owns Venator or some guy from Venator wrote to me last week on Twitter. Did you see that? N- no. I put up a tweet about there's definitely some sort of UFC link. I said I wouldn't I be surprised. Don't think
1: so. I think that's wrong. I'm quantity. not saying that
0: the UFC are are paying for it, but I do think that the UFC may end up taking Venator onto uh, Fight Pass, and it's part of this format that you're keeping guys associated with the UFC product and fans that have been released from the company but can still fight on promotions that fans will be able to see them through UFC content and programs.
1: I don't think Venator. That I agree with that point, but I don't think Venator. That I think Venator is probably this guy who's a bit of money. And you know, <clears throat> he's getting these guys to come over and fight for him. Like this doesn't seem like a, a promotion again, that the UFC yeah, want anything to do with.
0: That's how the ADCC started. A rich chic who just wanted to watch the best grapplers fight in his living room, <laughs> and paid them ridiculous money to come over and compete.
1: Yeah, for sure, no harm. But did you see his? Uh, did you see his press release on mayhem?
0: I oh Frank oh, Miranda. He yeah. replied to me saying, "Yep." The serious financial backing is my piggy bank, Colon Capital D <laughs> I like him. What like a man. He's a hero. <laughs> I think we should get him on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> He's, He's probably some just abused the shit out of us. He's a bit of cracker, right? But uh, this whole thing with Mayhem Miller, look Mayhem Miller released that video last week. He was announced that he's fighting Luke Barnett, and he he announced a video saying, oh, "I'm going to be fighting Josh Barnett and stuff." And people aired it up and go, oh, "This is insane, Mayhem Miller. He thinks he's fighting Josh. Will you get the fuck out of here? He does not. He
0: complete okay, joke. Look, like.
1: it, it's a joke. Look, Mayhem Miller. No, you know we all know his problems. He look, he he hundred percent. You know he has there's mental problems there with him, he's, you know, he hasn't been well for the last, you know, a few years getting arrested and stuff, I'm not saying that's not true, but this video, it was, you know, it was clear, you know, I know he kept repeating Josh Barnett, you know, to make, you know, just to make out, make sure people knew what he was, you know, what he was fucking, uh, the angle he was playing on it, like, it, come on, he, he knows very well he's not playing Josh Barnett, he's not fighting Josh Barnett, he knows very well, but, The worrying thing about this is he, you know, he got arrested soon after that. He's been arrested multiple times over the years. I I heard someone saying yesterday, and I I don't have his record in front of me at the moment, but he hasn't fought since 2011, I believe. Where the fuck is he getting money to, to live if he hasn't fought since 2011? Like, he couldn't have, you know, I don't think he's the most... Frugal guy with his money like he's got a lot of court dates to be paying for himself, so I'd say that's two thousand twelve he hasn't played for it. So that's probably no now, that's probably why he's fighting. Yeah, he,
0: uh, he hung out with Lee Hammond in LA before. Jesus poor Lee. When Lee and Joey Braslin and Tyrone Quinn were over training at AOJ, one of them ended up bumping into Mayhem Miller and brought him back to the gaff. for fuck's sake. Yeah. And he was just there with them for like two or three hours talking about jiu-jitsu and fights. And then just went the way off. He said it was no, the th- craziest thing ever.
1: <laughs> the boys aren't welcome in LA anymore.
0: No, uh, because of that. Yeah, yeah because of that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I like what, what the idea that they're doing with the whole promotion is. Okay. So, Carl yeah. Moore is fighting for the £205 title. And the winner of Matt Hamill's fight will fight... The winner of the title fight. So Carl Moore could be fighting Matt Hamill before the end of the year. These sort of things are... They're just perfect. Up and coming fighters that are on the verge of maybe getting into the UFC will get noticed by beaten guys like Matt Hamill, like the rumors that Thiago Silva and Fabio Maldonado were trying to get matched for Venator as well. They've also signed Shea Mills... Who else did they sign uh, the kickboxer from so Pride? So yeah. Um Luke is already there. There's... These Peter guys... Creeley fought for a month, didn't he? Peter Creeley's fought there. These guys could make a dent in European MMA. And it's definitely something that I'd be interested in seeing develop over the next two years, assuming this guy has the interest, the financial ability... And the dedication, determination, whatever, to keep it going as a promotion instead of a, as a plaything, we don't know what it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I'd be surprised if it lasts much longer. To be honest, the way, the, you know, the way he is, and I, like, how much, how much money does he actually have? I wonder. So you know, people, people don't like, uh, people don't like constantly losing money, and you know, it's going to be hard to make money when you're. He's obviously paying good money if he's getting guys like the names you you just said there, and you know MMA is a tough business, and uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if it if it lasts if it lasts that long, but you know, just last thing on Mayhem.
0: Hopefully, Mayhem <sighs> Miller is all right. Yeah, and hopefully he is yeah. If we're talking about the press release, that was absolute perfect. I think he's dead right with what he's saying.
1: Apart well, from
0: the. Media should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Uh,
1: look, I, in the perfect world, I don't think... Yeah, look, I don't think he probably should be fighting at this stage, but, you know, it's not Ken Shamrock, high School. It's, it's not that bad, like, in Ken fairness. But I, yeah, I think he's been training, actually. I know he's had his problems and stuff, but, like, you, there's been loads of videos come out of him training in, in gyms and different stuff, so awfully he's in staying in shape and, you know... If he's wrestling is anywhere like it used to be, you now he wasn't a bad wrestler before. If he goes in there and f- takes Duke Barnett down, just holds him down for three rounds, you could see him winning. Luke Barnett is no great shake, even though he's your best friend.
0: Buddies, friends, for buddies,
1: life. close personal friend. Okay, <sighs> Bellator, let's do this shit. Is that
0: this weekend?
1: That's this weekend. Oh, which, which you most looking forward to? Ken Shamrock against high Gracie or Dada Five Thousand against Dada Five Thousand the other dude
0: for real let me let I, me ask you this one yes how can i watch sorry how can i watch this live in ireland
1: you can watch it via an illegal stream on so the internet so are you
0: telling me that i cannot watch this legitimately can i not pay to stream this online somewhere
1: nope
0: and it'll be on viva in two months time yeah
1: yeah Ah, three months i think
0: i guess yeah. i'm going to be illegally streaming it yeah
1: I don't think I'll even be watching it, unfortunately. But I'm hopefully I might watch it somewhere afterwards.
0: You won't watch
1: it, right? No, I've, I've things to do on Sunday. Oh, but then. um, the, actually, the, the UFC card is on Sunday night. This is on Saturday night. But uh, I don't think there's ever been a fight that I care about less but than Kimbo. See as much? No, no, I just don't care. Oh, Sean Kimbo Kim five, Slice Five Hundred. I don't give a shit. It was grand when Kimbo was doing it. Like, just Kimbo. Because at least, you know, he came over and he he trains at ATT. Look, he took it kind of seriously. Like, I don't mind him coming in, fighting, you know, mixed martial artists, seeing seeing how he can do. But when there's two street fighters, like, why don't they just fight in the fucking street? This You know, this is not an MMA fight. This is fucking... I don't know. Did, I watched that documentary and it's a fucking terrible documentary. As well. People are always talking about it being really good. I thought it was awful. And I'm a fan of those kind of documentaries. But I watched you know, Dada 500's um, fights. He's, he's two fights that he's had. <laughs> and let's just say, he, he isn't fucking... Uh, oh, he's no he Slash. He's John Jones. He's, uh, <laughs> he's no John Jones. He's not, he's not fucking uh, Chris Weidman. Let's, let's just put it that way. Um... He, if Kimba doesn't knock him out in the first round, I'd be very surprised, to be honest. Kimba could take him down or something. But I just don't give a fucking shit. I don't care. I like, don't, even... I just there's, there's,
0: don't care. You don't understand me. You don't get two, me.
1: There's 250 50-year-olds fighting in the main event, and that's... I care more about that than I care about that this fight. At least Ken Shamrock and Heist Gracie are real martial artists, like...
0: How dare you? What? Street fighting is the most noble of martial arts.
1: It is in fairness. It's fucking data 500. Like, if you oh, can... Rick.
0: First of all, we need a proper traveller in Irish MMA. Like, one that will run through boys, his warm-up consists of steeping his hands in petrol, and he goes out, batters someone, and then calls out the whole division.
1: George Joyce versus Ken Shamrock?
0: Yeah, we, or who was it meant to fight uh, Ken Shamrock?
1: Uh, James Quinn McDonough.
0: James Quinn McDonough. That should happen. Stephen Larry, you're listening here. Book it for Battlezone.
1: Bellator should do it, though. Bellator should definitely do it. If Bellator
0: are going to go down the route of these ridiculous fights, then yeah, why not?
1: Oh, side note, actually... Did you see this other promotion that's gonna have Ken who's Ken Chambering? Don Fry, is it or someone? Oh, and they have like this um,
0: the U U S or T V yeah, or something.
1: They're bisping against Chael in a, in grappling, a grappling match. match and
0: there's another uh
1: Roy Jones Jr., someone from the public can fight him <laughs> and you get a hundred grand to
0: win. Someone from the crowd gets to fight Roy Jones Jr. and you get a hundred <laughs> really? grand to win,
1: yeah. This is the best thing ever. This is Bellator unreal. They're robbing Bellator's ideas, I reckon. It's They're like an
0: ultimate mixed martial arts uh, extravaganza! It's like yeah,
1: Rey My, Mysterio against uh, Chris Cortangle as well in a
0: wrestling match.
1: In a wrestling match, yeah,
0: unbelievable! That is,
1: I'd, I'd go to that. Like that's fucking brilliant.
0: Top I, quality. Would,
1: would you fight Ray Jones for a hundred grand? Of
0: course I would. Do you uh, get anything no, if you lose?
1: No, you, you actually don't. know you oh, only you get don't. it to win. Like I'm sure there's some like MMA fighters who's trained a bit of boxing who'd who'd give that a go.
0: Yeah, but is this like one of them shit amusements? Like I can remember when we used to go to holidays on a, When you, we used to go to France for holidays when we were younger, there was always these, like, a, not like circuses that were around the local areas, but they'd always tour the French countrysides. And this one was called El Toro Pisquin. And it was of a bull who would run through a swimming pool in the middle, like an inflatable swimming pool, and yeah. they'd taunt him and they'd, like, do, like, they'd bullfight. So I've don't ask me why there was a paddling pool involved in this, but they would always uh, pick people from the crowd to take on the bull. And obviously there were just carnival workers that were sitting around the crowd acting like, yes, I am a brave paying customer that is going to take on the bull and be able to tame it as perfectly as the other acts. So um, I actually, Sean, I'm not even going to lie to you. I have no idea how I got onto the topic of El Toro Pascino.
1: I have no idea either. I was like, where the fuck is he going with this?
0: Like, I ah, need to... Wait a second Roy here. Jones. Just Roy Jones. Roy Jones, 100... Oh, yeah. The, the concept of someone from the crowd coming in to, to fight him. You know it's, gonna, it's not going to be a nobody. It's going to... Like, that, the person that fights Roy Jones will be planted. Without a doubt. Yeah. Who
1: could you get? Let's think about it. Who could you get now? Who's a free agent?
0: Sylvester <laughs> Stallone.
1: Mickey Rourke.
0: Apollo Creed's son. Yeah. Mickey so then, Rourke, actually, yeah. HR, yeah. I'm, uh,
1: that'd be fair about it. There's he definitely could, an could Irishman who Mickey could Rourke. beat
0: Roy Jones Jr.
1: Like. I don't think so. He's not that bad. Like. I know he's old and stuff.
0: But. Anderson Silva. I
1: would watch. I would watch that. I, I just look at the rest of this Beltran card here. I'm not sure if Shardog fucked it up, but I'm just counting. There's 10 guys on this card with no professional fight. I wonder I'd say that, that has to be a Shardog mistake, is it? Maybe. Or it doesn't look like it though. Bellator guys, Bellator. There's like a hundred fights in this fucking card. But other like apart from the top two, Melvin Gillard against Derek Campos, not sure who he is, but Melvin Gillard's there. Emmanuel Sanchez against Daniel Pineda, that's not a bad fight. Manny um, Newton is fighting into Vassel. I think they fought before. I think that's a rematch. It's a good fight. That's not a bad fight. Justin Rin is fighting as well. Nice guy, so it's not the worst card in the world, but the top is just straight trash. Who do you think wins in the top two fights actually? <coughs> do you think are you are you backing your jujitsu by Heist Gracie to take Obviously camera? not.
0: Hoist Gracie's an absolute joke. Like he's there's no credibility left in Hoist Gracie. He's obviously only taking this fight because he needs money. The whole IRS thing came out. You can pay a hundred pounds to go to a House Gracie seminar and get a blue belt if you like Hoist Gracie well, do and, that yeah no look Hoist <laughs> did you just say I must do that yeah Hoist Gracie is the type of guy that you he's turned into a type of guy that you genuinely take the piss out of and what you think all of Jiu Jitsu is so no. if you've been training Jiu Jitsu for a year and go to a Hoist Gracie seminar you'll more than likely get a blue belt off him. it's a joke should, if I did look, that
1: we would call it the, the, the blue belt podcast
0: I'm lo- Oh my god <laughs> I'm looking forward to On this okay. note I'm looking I'm forward shop. to seeing Connor Cook fighting at Bama Because he has been over in Jackson Winklejohn For quite a while training He's back okay. now and But in the past to get ready for a fight He went over to a Hoist Gracie seminar In the UK And I asked him how was it And he's like it was a bit shit to be honest <laughs> Because he's just D- That Gracie Like, Okay so finally before I lose my cool hair anymore. The the concept of jiu-jitsu seminars are brilliant if they're done correctly. Seminars with someone good can be excellent. Seminars with someone like a Gracie who thinks that they only need to show you technical details from like a mount escape, an arm bar, different stuff like that, but the Gracie way. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to paying mm-hmm. less money for a guy who's won the world's a purple belt. Do you know what I mean? Me personally, I would rather go to a seminar with a brown belt featherweight world champion in the gi, than a Hoist Gracie, or a Henner Gracie, or a Hiram Gracie seminar. Without a doubt.
1: Fair enough. I I think Heist will probably win this, because purely because Ke- a fucking Kevin Ferguson... Kimball Slice almost choked out Ken Shamrock in his last fight. So, whatever you say about Ice Gracie, I think if he gets in a rear naked choke with Ken Shamrock, I think he'll be able to choke him out.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Funnily enough, I think he'll uh, he'll get it.
1: Yeah, I think he would probably submit him. But uh, I think Kimball will knock out uh, Dada 500 as well. That'll be about it. Any Have hope you, for Dada? Uh,
0: no, no hope for Dada. Kimbo for no. life. In case you can hear that, my... I just got tagged by four different people and did you see the picture of Justin Bieber going to the Grammys yeah, see the Mom rubber Gab- bandons put it yeah, up
1: that's, I, was, I thought of you the second I saw yeah that.
0: I've been tagged in that so many times it's like <laughs> Justin Bieber went to the Grammys looking like a Leaving Cert student who just got a job collecting glasses in a Monin nightclub
1: hilarious that is hilarious oh, a couple more here before we a get out more here. things to talk about <laughs> um EBI is your <laughs> you're on your uh, your jiu-jitsu thing here you happy you happy about this
0: yes chuffed. I I thought something was up I'm not going to lie I thought maybe Eddie Bravo ran into financial trouble because the Mexico event was cancelled and I have said to you before the Eddie Bravo format of jiu-jitsu is the only way jiu-jitsu would get recognised and picked up by something here we are it's on fight pass it is appealing. Uh, you
1: said TV dance, in fairness. Well,
0: look, that was, you know, I meant something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good for it, in fairness. It's very, very good for it. And this next Eddie Bravo Invitational is going to be the biggest one yet. So Eddie Bravo, up until this point, has gotten... I'm actually a little bit worried for this event, okay? The concept that makes the Eddie Bravo Invitational so beautiful is that it's... Um, I think it's actually seeded in some way. Um, is this Eddie Bravo six that's coming up? Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I'm just gonna um, try
0: get the competitors up in front of me.
1: It's so, not. It hasn't been decided yet. I don't think it's like in May or something. But it think, is
0: the sixth one. So there's a fifty thousand dollar prize held for the winner of the absolute division. So because there's money interest in that, the bigger fighters now. Our start well. the bigger jiu jitsu guys will compete in this to try and do it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, so in the past, you've had a you've had lighter guys be able to win it because less money and obviously a weight in, in position on it, but now you've got guys like Andre Galvao, Yuri Samos. There's a lot of bigger, heavier grapplers that are looking to do this to come in and get the money. Whereas the last one you had Eddie Cummings, uh, Nathan Orchard, Edwin Najmi was meant to do it, uh, Barrett Yoshida. All of these guys are smaller, lighter grapplers that made it exciting at the time. Now you're going to have high level guys like Galvao, like Cyborg, like Yuri Samos that maybe won't make the matches as exciting as the other one should have been. The concept of them was brilliant because you got guys like, Nate, like Orchard going against purple belts that had qualified or been invited to it. So you've got a serious mismatch from the get-go. Do you know what I mean? You've got Gary Tonin yeah. fighting a purple belt from 10th Planet, and Gary Tonin just comes in, inverted heel hooks, the guy to smithereens, and that's a great fight. You've got Darryl Connell maybe when he did the last one. He fought, uh, was it Javi Vasquez, former UFC fighter? I am not. I think I've got it completely, completely wrong who it was that he fought. But for me, it was great grappling because there was mismatches at the start and then higher level between guys that would be able to tap each other out if they're getting better at certain positions. I do not want to see Andre Galvao versus Cyborg in an Eddie Bravo rule situation in a final for 50 grand. I want to see two smaller guys trying to heel hook the shit out of each other going inverted and different stuff. Uh, maybe it's just me. Where Do you even care?
1: No. Not really. What All I care about is the fact that okay it's still behind the paywall now but it's going to be in a place where it's you know it's not pay-per-view per per se you know i would like if if this eddie bravo invitation was on like free if it was on youtube or somewhere the other ones i probably would have watched it but the fact that it costs like ten dollars or whatever like i'm not gonna go on and pay that do you not have
0: fight
1: pass no no i have now. but the other beforehand i'm saying like it was on pay-per-view like most MMA fans, like unless you're a jujitsu f- no uh, I was gonna say nut, but I'm gonna say nerd like you are like, you know, there's lots of you know, lots of jujitsu people out there. Unless you're one of those people, you're probably not gonna be paying. You're probably gonna look I'll wait and see if the match is good and if it is, Zombie Profit'll like, give it or it'll be on YouTube or something and I'll watch it there. Yeah. But now that it's gonna be on Fight Pass, people will probably actually tune in and watch it and that, you know To be I honest. Don't, you could make people fall in love with the sport a little bit more, maybe.
0: Metamoris really put a b- Jiu-Jitsu in a bad place for a while with their reputation. and
1: But I think they actually did a lot of good things as well for oh, it, because no, Metamoris is actually it. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But if you look at the way a lot of the Metamorris matches go, draws, boring draws, bigger names, yeah. I have the competitor list here that have uh, signed up for the 16-man tournament. So I'm just trying to see if, there's going to be a lightweight bracket on as well as the open-weight thing because... No, it doesn't seem... It looks like there's just going to be a 16-man tournament. Andre Galvao, Yuri Samos, two big guys. Dean Lister, Vinny Magalesh, and Cyborg. All huge grapplers. And then you've got Eddie Cummings, Richie Martinez, and Gary Tonin who are all smaller in it. Call me a jiu-jitsu hipster, but I would rather... It not be an absolute tournament and have it like an under 75 tournament of 16 of the best grapplers in the world. The problem with that is most of the most notable known grapplers are heavier grapplers that maybe will not suit the Eddie Bravo rule set as much as these lighter guys would.
1: Get Boucher in there and
0: just smash everyone. Do you know, well, even then, like Cyborg has beaten Boucher, beat him at the ADCC before. I do think it's something that'll be good. I will watch the shit out of it. I love it. Yeah. This could be Andrew McGann's chance to start doing grappling interviews. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, but I suppose they got Glory as well. It's the under kind of the undercards, although there's going to be title fights on it as well. Super so does does Series, this being Glory oh. events
0: from now on are going to be shown live on Fight Pass? Uh,
1: yes, but undercard. Under They'll still be on pay-per-view as far as I'm aware. Okay. The, the main cards. So are so. they
0: done their co-promoting with Bellator?
1: Uh, yeah, oh, that had ended. That had ended anyway. That had Bill already Horkin's, ended. Yeah, Bill Durkin still do, um, do kickboxing cards I suppose, but that had already ended because it was a Spike TV thing, really, and they had gone off Spike TV. Um, but I don't, you know, I think this is a great thing for Jitsu because, you know, as we said there, it's not no longer kind of behind the paywall, and it's mostly, you know, most jujitsu fans I think would be MMA fans as well. I don't think that's too far off to say, nope. but kickboxing. Kickboxing has kind of footboxing. Kickboxing, yeah, footboxing has a different type of fan base, I think, and, uh, like I said, it the other day on Twitter, does, is there actual kickboxing fans? I'm not sure if there is. Like, there's little bits of MMA fans, little bits of kind of boxing fans, and kickboxing needs. You know, kickboxing is not somewhere you put on. You know, an MMA an MMA platform. It's great for MMA fans. It's great for you know UFC fans, guys like you and me who. Are, well, people who who like kickboxing, who are fans of MMA, but like a bit fans of kickboxing. Of people so, getting
0: punched and kicked in the face. Yeah.
1: For but money. For, if, if you're like a boxing fan and you like a bit of kickboxing as well, or if you're one of these kickboxing fans that I'm told exist, it's not very good for you, is it? If you're like a hardcore kickboxing fan why would you sign up to UFC 5 I'm signing up for the undercards to, to these events that happen once a month like I don't know it's a very good frame but it's good, like it's good for us it's good for the UFC it's good for you know it's good for all MMA fans but you know even if you're not the biggest fan of of kickboxing you can just throw it on if you're here about a good fight or something but
0: one, I don't know
1: if it's the best thing for the sport to be honest
0: one last thing and it's to I meant to touch on it earlier on when you made the point and then you made the point again and I was like, I need to talk about it. When you said Jiu Jitsu was hidden behind a paywall, there was a big thing recently enough after one of these events that the fighters were saying, please buy the replay. Don't put these fights up on Facebook again because they're, we're trying to make money from this and if you guys captured I think it was after a Metamorris, if you guys screen captured and release it, they're not going to be able to pay us again the next time. They're not going to make money from it. But yeah. then if you do something like Eddie Bravo and pump money up get more people interested in watching it, bigger names to do it. That's how you stop people from uh breaking down a paywall. But for years the only way you could watch Jiu Jitsu was a website called Budo Videos would stream the world championships and the Pan Ams and different tournaments and crap. Like oh like those guys those guys were right place, right time and doing it before everyone else. And now do you know uh flow grappling? That's Yeah. Like flow grapp or flow wrestling is what it was in the States they now have a subdivision of Flow Grappling. You can pay a year membership for that. I think it's... It could be 80 euro or $80. And you get all replays, every match, <coughs> commentary, like, everything of every jiu-jitsu event that's going to be streamed on their service for the next year. So I'm mm. able to go back and watch all of my matches from the Europeans on that website. It'll have, like, match three, day one, part one. Do you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So... I, I, know I know
1: what you're saying here, Andrew. I know what you're saying. We start charging people. For
0: the podcast.
1: We do, we'll, we'll do a personal podcast. Someone here, anyone there, give, give us a sort of 50 euro. We will we'll record on to a
0: personal podcast
1: talking personal about podcasts, you. Half an hour for whatever you want us to talk about. We will do that. Not 50 euro too much. We'll say Ten. 30 euro. 30 euro. 10 will get you a phone call. We'll talk to you personally <laughs> for 10 minutes for 10 euro. <coughs> I Hello? I'm serious. I'd do that. Sean sure. Sheehan here. You know, Talk to me for ten minutes. You pay me ten euro, I'll do that. Do it. Oh F seven.
0: Rhubarb Sheehan here.
1: Rhubarb she in? Okay.
0: Just... Ad- you Oh my god, you're like one of those girls on or well, what I've heard camp, the girls on girl. <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what I've heard the girls on Babe Station would do uh, oh, yeah. with the with the phone like those those are <laughs> definitely First of all, they're not real phones. Secondly, they're probably the most unhygienic phones in the world, considering where what? the girls put them to try and entice you to call them.
1: I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. But I, I, talking about
0: I, well, I read it online. Sorry.
1: Oh, oh that you've ruined it now for me. What? You've ruined babe session for you. They're not real phones. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe. It. Okay, we'll <sighs> just a couple of things. We we were going to talk about Bama, but I think we might leave it till next week because it's, it's not until next Look, week, and we have kind of get
0: your tickets. I'm yeah, going to be there. Batman. I won't. Sean I'm covering Nomber said yeah. Exactly, Pizzi won't. Pizzi's over in London, and he's very upset. He, of, all, of all the people he had to bring with him, his girlfriend. Because yeah. none of us were going.
1: Fuck fuck's sake. What dirty I'm weekend. i all weekend in London, Pizzi is. Yes.
0: Oh, it sounds like it. Uh,
1: he's he's going to visit the London, London but He's is, not even going to leave the hotel room.
0: Pizzi's going to go from London, just get home, and then go to Vegas. Jesus, is that close? Yeah, one after the other. I don't know actually know if Pete's going to Vegas. I assume so. Are
1: you going to Vegas, you are? Yes. Mm. I sounded
0: far too unhappy. I'm actually a little... Mm. Look, I'm not going to lie, Sean. I'm a little bit more excited about Vegas this time. And it's because I don't have the threat and worry of impending financial doom hanging over my head at the prospect of having to take another one of these trips. Because uh, I got a new job. Did you? Yeah. Where? Tell us. Well, telephone. you see, Jim who is an arsehole, listens to this podcast. Yeah. Jim Shevin, uh, 3Mobile customer care team. I yes. I th- think it's about time he got his friend of the podcast shout out. Uh, he's becoming the manager of this new place that's a part of where I work. And unless he's lying to me, I'm going to be a waiter in there. So oh. I'll be able to work some days around my training. So I'll get I'll have the prospect of an extra like 20-something hours of my wages a week on top of... Uh, working nights as well. So the credit union loan will be paid off in a record amount of time for me, Sean.
1: Yeah. If people are listening, that's the the fucking joys of being a an Irish MMA reporter. Yeah.
0: Don't you're do like,
1: it. Oh fuck I the wrong thing. Don't do it. No, don't, don't do
0: it. it. You're get like are getting into it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> if it's if yeah. it's fame, if it's money, money yeah. and pussy you're after I can guarantee <laughs> you you're not gonna get any well, fame or well, money. money. <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, God a crap, that's a shirt right there it's a t-shirt a <laughs> get onto them get on to them now I know they're in production already
1: I <laughs> oh, <laughs> the new quote on it fame <laughs> money and pussy but without the fame and money
0: <laughs> oh beautiful 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 uh-huh. so uh, just on that on Bama Sean anyone that uh, we will break it down a little bit better next week anyone that picks your interest anyone that you're excited to see
1: by of course I'm looking what well, who else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I like as well. Actually, this week the Chris Field moving up for a uh, to light heavyweight again. I think that's that's pretty Chris smart. Light
0: heavyweight
1: is a nice thing, I have to say. Yeah. I'm a I'm fan I was talking about you know he cuts a lot of weight to get down to uh, to go one eighty five and you know if he's any prospects of getting back to the UFC or get, getting to the UFC, in fact, he never fought there. Um, I think 205 is the best place. You know, it's it's. Just, the lightest division in the UFC in, in MMA in fact and all over the place. And I think you know, I could see him taking out you know, beating guys easier at two oh five than one eighty five. I know that's kind of counterintuitive maybe, but it, it makes sense because um the, the competition's a little bit less but Exactly. I think for a guy like him, you know what he you know, what he was always good at was you know, Kind of being more athletic and quicker Chris than Fields guys on. Chris Fields has he's been everything team. in his career, he's though. I've that, has he? Yeah, he's, he's got been a little striker. bit. He's, pushing a bit. Yeah.
0: he's been a grappler. He's been everything. It's it's weird. Like Chris Fields has had a really mad evolution in Irish MMA, and he's. I don't want him. I don't want to see him go down as the maybe man of Irish MMA. I think genuinely, when Paddy Houlihan got signed, I think there wasn't anyone more deserving of getting a shot in the UFC. But I do think Chris Fields is the next guy behind him that out of all guys, Irish pros, that have gone through good careers, like, good fighters, Chris Fields is the one guy that you would like to say got his chance in the UFC and was able to get. Yeah. Like, similar to what Roddy, how Roddy spoke about the UFC before, a couple of fights, yeah. maybe a bonus, down payment on your mortgage. Chris has a kid on the way. Imagine being able to, or Chris has a kid, imagine being able to knock half your mortgage off after one fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That would be a, a pretty good feeling, like.
1: I think it's going to be tough, though. Realistically, to oh, yeah. be honest.
0: don't get me wrong. It's uh, it's a lot tougher now than it was. Like he had the opportunity himself a couple of years ago, and hopefully he can he can bench back for it. I think I'm interviewing yeah. him tomorrow, so let's yeah. see what happens. I last time we spoke, I gave him a brand new fight nickname.
1: Nice. him to follow me on Twitter. He doesn't follow me. He oh, doesn't dear. follow
0: me either. He follows very really? few people on Twitter. Yeah. Ah, yeah, here. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll bring that P- up with him.
1: P. P. T. his best friend. Sure, we can get P. T. to get him to to follow us on.
0: Come here. If we can just, before we get on to, just who ah, I'm looking forward to on Bama, yeah. and Neil series comic strip.
1: Oh, that was hilarious. But oh. have you
0: seen the guy who made it?
1: Yeah. Have I mean, you gone on
0: to his Twitter page? I did, yeah. And you weren't immediately alarmed that pt yeah. may end up in a body bag somewhere? A
1: little bit, yeah. It was like, it, it, it kind of stood out as being a bit unusual. Yeah, like, but. as
0: in every media if you go into his media on his twitter it's naked women like yeah. in latex uh, and different <laughs> shit like that it's like peter carol is PT gonna next. be found body wrapped in black latex
1: <coughs>
0: poor old peter
1: i only love that though you enjoy that no he
0: would like that that's the thing like he's fucking he's a whore anyway bama next week uh, if, if we talk about anybody anybody that we want to see that we're looking forward to Tommy D. No, not even. Keen Cowley making his MMA debut next week as an amateur. Bama putting an amateur fight on the card.
1: Is an uh, amateur, is it? Yeah, it's
0: amateur. That's Now, there's two things that I'm looking at it from this point of view. They're doing it because Keane is a future... He already has a bit of a name coming into this from his Thai boxing background. But I think they're degrading themselves as a promotion by putting the fight on. And they're only doing it... Oi. Well, not that they're degrading themselves. They're doing it as a ticket seller because Keane is going to bring a massive amount of people. And if they want to be seen as the premier, like we're only putting pro fights on, sticking someone in like that for financial reasons isn't... like. And I'm, I'm linking this back to, again, the fighter not being compensated. So if Bama are getting... If the entry-level Bama pros are getting, let's say, between €250 Euro to €400 Euro in terms of uh, a purse for a fighter, um, what's an amateur guy going to get? It's going to be significantly less... It could even be nothing at all, because you're an uh, amateur fan. Money?
1: Figure. Oh, you don't get any money if you're an Who amateur Who knows?
0: Fan. But if Keen Cowley had have made his debut, MMA-wise, in is Dublin... they definitely amateur, Like you sure? 100% it's amateur. If he had have made an amateur debut on, say, Cage Kings, Battlezone... Cage Wars, is obviously
1: amateur now.
0: I know, but look what I'm saying here, Sean. If he had have been allowed to make his debut on one of those shows, yeah. Keen Cowley then walks away from that event with a lot of money in his pocket from being a ticket seller. Because he's such a good ticket seller, he brings crowds there. Domestic promotions, they do ticket deals. You get a portion of your ticket sales. I don't know if Mama do something like that. You would hope that they would. Because if this guy is fighting an amateur, so they're not obliged to pay him to begin with, you would hope that if he's going to bring 250, 300 people into the three arena, which he will, that he's getting a cut out of every single one of those tickets. That's just nitpicking him. Like, if you're going to have amateurs on at this... This sort of show, you need to pay them well, or at least give them some incentive to be on the show. Expo- yeah. Look, Sean, as we both know, you can't pay for shit with exposure or experience. Mm.
1: No. Well. What? Uh, MMA is funny. I
0: don't get you. I, <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, MMA is weird. Like, did these, these things happen? But I'm, i I probably. He probably will get. Some- percentage of the, the tickets he sells will he? Catherine Costigan talking about that, that the more tickets, tickets she sells the more money she makes so she's
0: I don't not know even fighting on him. this card though
1: oh is she not no. oh, but she's done it in the past anyway
0: we'll so see um, I'm also looking forward as I said earlier on Connor Cook over in uh, Jackson Winkle John for the last while definitely looking forward to seeing that um, put up a thing the other day about how he, f- he was, he's training at he was training at massive altitudes so there's going to be that it's a benefit to him. Um, Alan Philpot is fighting Nathaniel Wood. Wood broke Steve McCombs' arm before, I think, in the, one of the last Cage Warriors events. Yeah, my it's vine gonna been be viral, did it? Yeah, well, you know, kind of semi as viral as a Cage Warriors arm break yeah, vine can got go about a,
1: about a thousand loops.
0: Um, so I'd be looking forward to that. The main question over Alan Philpot is always his weight, if it's uh, if it's going to be an issue. But looking at the pictures that he's been posting up online, seems to be in a trimmer, neater shape. Uh, hopefully myself and Dave Fogarty will be up there in the next week or two before Bama to interview them all. Rhys McKee and Mark Andrew, both very, uh, very tough fights coming up for them on Bama as well. In terms of a card as a whole, it's better than the last one, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a fairly good card. Daniel Tuchel fight fighting as well. And Peter Coelho, I think, is probably... Out of all the Irish prospects, on it, I think he's probably the
0: the one that the one be to be watched. looking out
1: for the most. Yeah. yeah, he's the. I think he's probably the closest to the UFC, and I think this one and maybe one or two more, and he could be. You know, he could be looking at a place in the UFC or the Ultimate Fighter or something like that.
0: The Ultimate uh, Fighter.
1: Ultimate Fighter. But your boy Damien Rooney, how's his preparations going?
0: I am not going to disclose anything. Uh, come on, come I'm on! I'm not going <coughs> to give any predictions.
1: Myself and the fire kid are going to be discussing, uh, uh, you know, the game plan this week. So
0: there you go. If you want me to break it down from a psychological point of view, right? Yeah. Tom D-U-Q-U-E-N-S-O. Okay. That's all well, yeah. I hope I spelled it wrong. If I did, if I didn't <laughs> spell it right, Google auto correct, auto will help me. And uh, yes, I did spell it wrong. Um. I can remember he put up something on his Facebook page recently. Maybe he put up a blog post, but it didn't strike me as the man who was the most confident guy in the world leading up to a fight. No, really, I don't care. I don't. I, no, I didn't all see right. it. None but... Never mind. Then we'll discuss it next week. I'll have my. Uh, we'll, I'll have it all up. He also uh, he put up a thing about his last. I think his last training session before Bama there was with BJ Penn out in Jacksons. Oh, yeah? yeah, he's out Sweet. training in Jacksons as well.
1: He's trying with BJ in, The fucking Damien Rooney's training with you. I wonder who's getting the better at that.
0: You are an absolute ar- It's He's not just <laughs> training with me.
1: I am to was that, That's not good for my joke though, Andrew, is it?
0: It's not really, but like, huh? if you believe the rumours that are floating around.
1: Yeah. What rumours? Maybe
0: coming out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I would not like to say where. Oh, really? You're struggling with coming what? down to 135. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Jesus. So it's going to be 145, is it?
0: No, no. The f- like, the fight's scheduled for 135. Oh, yeah. But apparently it's yeah, not, uh, right, not being as easy as he thought it was going to be.
1: I don't believe that. He's a small enough guy. I think he'd be fine. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: okay. Questions. Let's do it.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to go into them because I was just sending you a wee message there. I just uh, sent you a link. What?
1: I just sent you a link.
0: What is it of? Oh, Twitter. Questions. Oh, no. I have the questions already up. Okay, let's go. Well, I have let's the favourites already. Let's up. do
1: five or six of them. Oh, quick ones. We can, we'll, we... we'll get out of here then. We'll go running.
0: Maybe we'll both. The man who seems to get his question in before everyone else. Great man. One, go Mr. On. Podge. I'm only going to take one of your questions, but CM Punk out for four to six months with a back injury. Is it not four yeah. to six weeks? Four to six weeks, yeah. Four to six weeks. He's never going to fight in the UFC, is he?
1: I say he probably will. Uh, you know, this this kind of came at a good time, though, didn't it? This back injury. This is the type of injury that'll put him out just long enough, so he won't be able to make UFC 199, but he might be able to make UFC 200.
0: Oh, what a what a coincidence! Oh,
1: that's that's isn't that terrible? He's going to miss his scheduled uh, debut, debut day
0: in order for the bigger so, card.
1: Yeah. That's unfortunate, isn't it?
0: Very unfortunate. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge.
1: Hashtag something. I (laughs) don't know, but maybe uh, you know if if it is an injury that's four to six weeks, he could still miss UFC 200. You know, if it's if it's real, because at his age, it's going to take longer to get back and get to to rehab. It's going to take longer to get back. You know, to to a place where you're fit enough to get into camp. In in such a way that you're going to stay healthy to build you know to build yourself back up. So maybe if it's if it's uh if it's what they're saying it is, um, you he might even make two hundred, but we'll see.
0: John Beasley, John underscore D underscore Beasley. I think uh, maybe our furthest question this this week coming all the way from Texas. Um, he's turned
1: well, into a friend of the podcast too. To he be honest. definitely it's is because there's some
0: good questions, and the one yeah. that I'm going to skip over because we spoke about it last week. But, bring it up. Um, question for the podcast. Does Tyrone Woodley have a stronger case for a title shot than Wonderboy or Carlos Condit? No. We spoke it uh, about it last week. Sitting on the sides and bitching and saying you deserve a title shot does not get you a title shot. I
1: think even Damian Maia should be getting in there before him.
0: Exactly. Because he's staying active and fighting and beating people. Yeah. Beating people.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, exactly. what was it you said Tyrone Woodley's route to the title shot has been?
1: Kelvin, uh, Overweight. Kelvin Gastelum, And, and an He lost... Two two fights before that, yeah, and then a car, injured Carlos Condit. F- have him fight Wonderboy.
0: Yeah, that's what if they should he, do. If he's so confident, then just do yeah. that. Um, but here is the his good question. It's kind of a two for one here. Question for the podcast: Should UFC ban the targeting of injuries, and also should a fighter be credited with a finish if his opponent gets injured trying to make weight?
1: No, no. no. What was the second part? What was the first bit? Should have ban targeting injuries?
0: Yeah. So deliberately, maybe. Targeting somewhere that you know is bad. No. You know it's hurt. If I'm looking at... The the second question is making me scratch my head a little bit and think it's actually not a bad idea. That if a guy... Screws everything up... And doesn't make weight. Like, your job is to make weight. If a guy doesn't make weight and a fight gets cancelled... The guy should be given a loss.
1: No. Making weight is as
0: important as training. Making weight and agreeing to fight at the weight that you've agreed on and signed for is as important as not sparring for six weeks before a fight.
1: Yeah, but the fight never happened.
0: Doesn't matter. It didn't happen because it's his own fault for not making weight.
1: Yeah. But that's that's tough look on the valley's fighting. It's shit for him. I don't know the fight still didn't happen.
0: Interesting thought.
1: No. Bullshit.
0: Bullshit according to Sean (laughs) Sheen. People will not even know what just happened there, Sean. Isn't the best thing about it? It's the best. Go on. Next Editing. Question. Editing is fantastic. I think it's the best. The Suit Lad, Karen Stapleton, would like to know if you were to write a book titled 101 Ways to Survive College, what would be your top three tips? Oh. Lifestyle or academic related?
1: Fuck academics. Fuck that. My, I was actually, I saw this during the week, and my first tip would be this, right? Before you go out no, on a night, no, the first thing you do when you get to college, you leave secondary school, right, you sign up for college, you get to your house where you're leaving, the first thing you do before you unpack is you get to the local shop, right, probably a, probably going to be a Sintra Spar, whatever.
0: value.
1: Yeah. You buy your favorite, whatever your favorite hot chicken roll is, right, with cheese, coleslaw, whatever, and you buy two bottles of Lucozade, right, you buy nothing else, just that. And you get a receipt, right? And you see how much the price is and you stick that up in your wall, right? And before every time you go out, for every night out, you take that amount of money out and you put it in your drawer so you have it for the next day after you come back. after a ah. the night. Of- There's your tip.
0: That's not that's a, a bad that's one. That's a life
1: hack, that is. is yeah.
0: Have you done that before?
1: No, but I wish I did.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm I going back you, to college really just to do it again. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, okay? While you're thinking of your next one, I'll just I'll throw one out there. I feel like I've missed out on a proper college experience in my life because I didn't go to a proper college. I went to Bali College of Further Education. By the way, they have me listed as a notable alumni yeah, on their website.
1: Bruce. Where where are you at, UCC? Where the fuck am I?
0: For severe Bruce. MMA work.
1: Showroom, please.
0: You. Anyway, because did, that you, was did me, you live at home? I commuted well, you, for two out of my three years in that college. I didn't end up going to DCU. I didn't have the whole you live on a campus inside the college sort of lifestyle, which, I, to be honest, I would have liked. I did live in uh, Gateway Student Apartments in Ballymun for one year while commuting while well, going across the city to Ballyfermot. wasn't too bad. Two Dublin buses in the morning takes about an hour, so it wasn't it was it was grand in terms of Dublin commuting, but. Um, the one thing that I'd say is just literally go fucking nuts, because if I'm sitting here 23 and I've done all of this semi decently cool stuff with my life up until this point, and I regret not like I don't drink or anything like that, Sean. So I missed on all of these college nights of getting wasted in dices and coppers and stuff like that. So I can't really offer like a lifestyle sort of thing. But my one my one tip, academic wise would be <clears throat> don't impair your thinking the night before you have an assignment due <laughs> and stay up all night oh, doing the assignment. I thought, I thought
1: you said you didn't drink, Andrew. What? I thought you said you didn't drink.
0: Intense games of FIFA can oh, really, that's it, really... It? Uh, yoga.
1: You got to hide from yoga, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan's there. Anyway, oh, that would yeah. be
0: my... Like, actually, no. My... T- like, fuck at the end of the day like the mammies and daddies of ireland like they know exactly what you're going to be up to it's like the amount of people let's be honest here the amount of people who go away to college every year from a smut like from Cavan or something like that or down your end of the country up to dublin to live by themselves huge numbers do you know what i mean so if there's any single thing of advice that i could give it's just look after yourselves do you know what i mean there's nothing worse like i've heard of like people that go to college and start drinking mads and end up drop dropping out of their course, everything is perfect in moderation. That's that's my only advice. Do, the
1: worst advice. That's the worst no, advice. No, it's not. Probably, Do whatever
0: you know, the fuck you want, but don't crazy. ruin your life over it. Do you know what no, I mean?
1: Don't ruin your life. But just you, you can have. You can drink as much as you want in college. Like it's great crack. It's only a few years. Oh, sorry. Says
0: the man who downed what was it, pain stripper, and was drunk <laughs> for three <laughs> days.
1: I never downed pins. You, de- you, you. you downed. It was a bottle of vodka.
0: A bottle of vodka. And we're in bed for three days.
1: Yeah. Well, look, that was a sad time in my life. But <laughs> gee, that made me stronger as a person. <laughs> ah no, but look, just have 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 a great crack. Drink, like definitely drink. That's my advice to everyone. Don't be a pussy like Andrew. Drink, have beer.
0: So Can that's your life advice for college. Go go a little.
1: Got a little buy Excelsior. Drink the shit out of it. Don't uh, be. Okay. Lectures.
0: So if Sean if it, just ignore everything that Sean has said here because that's a lawsuit waiting to happen there. No, I <laughs> went to college and did what Sean Sheehan said to do what did you do? I drank a liter bottle of vodka, and now I've lost my eyesight.
1: Oh, I did it. I did it, and I got a fucking degree out of it.
0: <laughs> you didn't get a degree out of drinking the bottle of vodka. You did it. You drank a bottle of vodka while you were studying for your degree. I this, you should have seen me in college.
1: I was the war, I was I went to no lectures. Like if a lecture happened before noon, I wasn't at it. <laughs> let's be honest. Oh my god. And I I, st- I got through on my fucking arts uh economics and maths grand. It was grand. you would be fine. You don't need to go to lectures. It's all online these days. Be fine. Go on the piss. Hot chicken rolls. So, I've actually another tip, in all seriousness. Steal loads of food from home and bring it to college with you if you're living alone.
0: Oh, yeah. But, Without a doubt. So that's standard. No, you don't even have to steal it. Your mother gives it to you in a refuse she bag before you fairness. go away on a Sunday night.
1: Yeah, to do in fairness. And have a have um a suitcase to bring your clothes in so you can fill it up with food and just put like a small bit of uh, stuff in it.
0: I always had a sports bag.
1: <laughs> I, I I always had a suitcase, but then my sister got me like a cricket bag, which was huge, and I could fit loads of stuff in there. So Here's I had that for like,
0: you've officially ruined the podcast here best question that we've received in quite a while friend of the podcast Gavin Sherlock would like to know Sean have you seen Farasa Habi's breakdown of McGregor and Dos Anjos do you agree with his yeah. opinions but it was a great breakdown either way I, I turned it off when the question started me too I, yeah. I thought his analysis and breakdown of that fight in general was actually outstanding
1: yeah there wasn't he, like, there wasn't there wasn't no any technical, breakdown,
0: technical no. breakdowns but the way, that opinion, he, really. the way that he reads the fight and sees it going I think is bang on the money
1: yeah, I'd have to agree with that. The one thing I took from it is, to be known in this fight is McGregor in the later rounds. Like, we, okay, we've seen him go three rounds with Holloway, but that was kind of a blowout kind of fight. You know, that wasn't the same Holloway as that there is today. What would McGregor be like, you know, if it gets, you know, if it's like a you know, Chad Mendes versus Jose Aldo kind of fight, five rounds going back and forth, Carlos Condit, Robbie Lawler type of fight. That's, that's where I'd be interested to see how, you know, what McGregor would be like. For us, Abby says if that fight had happened, he'd lose. And, you know, logic tells me the same thing. If that happened, he probably would lose. But I'm not sure, and I'd like to see that. You know, that'd be kind of cool to see McGregor go to a decision to get, you know, three rounds to two or four rounds to one kind of a job. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool to see.
0: Sean, something that we didn't talk about on this podcast but has come up, if you don't mind me, it's come up while we started recording. Yes. Did you see Ronda Rousey on Ellen DeGeneres?
1: I didn't see it, but I just heard, came up my phone. Yeah. yeah.
0: She talked about... Uh, she contemplated killing herself after the Holly Home loss.
1: Yeah.
0: That is... That's, uh, like, that's... First of all, thankfully she didn't do it. First yeah. things first. But it goes to show the amount of pressure and stress that these top athletes are under. And the backlash from that... F- like, the backlash yeah. from the internet from that fight... It's like, like, I'm not saying it, that it may have put those thoughts into her head, but that's the fall from grace. Do you know what I mean? I, Yeah.
1: I think the biggest thing about Randa is, like, I honestly don't even think she like read online and stuff. I don't think... Really I would believe the, that the pressure, she broke
0: her phone and threw it away and didn't read anything. Yeah, but she doesn't read
1: her Twitter and stuff anymore. Anyway. But I think, you know, she's movie roles coming up that are all predicated on her being like the baddest woman in the world. And you know, he, if that was me, the first thing to be going through in my head is all oh, my fucking acting career now is gone as well. And you know, everything that is being built was built on the fact that she's a fighter, and you know that that all could have been going. You like, you can't blame her for having those thoughts, and you know. You know, as you said thankfully she didn't act or anything but hopefully she can come back even you know even stronger after all this
0: might as well just take this before we get on to the next question uh shout out anybody listening to this podcast any sort of thoughts like that going through your head please like even fucking message me on facebook message sean on facebook talk to someone about it tell someone about it get in touch there's Countless charities in Ireland Do you know what I mean I know myself that it's been A thing around young people as well Especially in the last couple of years In this country And the last thing that we uh, That we like to hear stories of Is different things like that So uh, I know it, it happened to uh, A couple of close friends of mine recently So thoughts and extended wishes Are with uh, all of those down in, uh, in Limerick I believe it Sean You're, you're neck yeah. of the woods So um, a question from Friend of the podcast Future podcaster maybe So I've heard Will Martin MMA what do you think of Mike Wilkinson's comments about MacWan being at SVG do you think there's any truth to the rumor that Connor's not wanting him there personally I think he would be cool with it but what are your opinions on it
1: I, uh, he, he said like he said something about
0: uh, I bet Connor doesn't, doesn't even follow him on follow Twitter him
1: Facebook. Yeah. that's our Twitter yeah, yeah great I comment <laughs> you know I don't, I don't know do you know what my, my thoughts on it
0: Connor doesn't care do you know why because he's planning on vacating the 145-pound belt once he's a dual-wielding champion, anyway. I don't think I don't think he, don't think uh, he sees Maguire as a threat in any way.
1: No, I don't think he is yet either. Like to be honest, he's a good bit away. I mean, he's you know he's not he's even ranked yet. Like, I don't think he's a it'll be another 18 months before he's anywhere near the, the title pitcher 145 if he ever gets there so I uh, don't think he makes you know these are the type of things people say before fights against guys it's probably a wise thing to say you know if, get, might get into American's head a bit so
0: no, it no problem with it's grand, um, yeah. Ryan Hodgen would like to know who does Overeem fight next surely it has to be one of Stipe Kane or Verdun does anyone else make sense he has already announced himself that he's going to be on the Rotterdam right. card yeah, who do you think we're going to see him against?
1: I think it's going to be maybe the Travis Brown rematch. I think that might, might That's make sense. the one
0: that I think appeals to me the most. Brown is now currently the most hated fighter in the UFC for whatever reasons. Um, over him in his home country. Well, sorry. Before Graham rings me when he listens to this podcast... He's, fucking He's It's funny, not he? the UK, I know that, but the country that he is most, most linked with, we'll say He's that. He's from Holland. Fuck you, Graham. Um, <laughs> I definitely think Overeem is on his way, maybe. He'll definitely get himself up to title contention. So 2016 is going to be an interesting year for Alistair Overeem. Um, Robert Mannion, man or N-I-O-N on Twitter. Which Irish Rugby International would have the most success in MMA? Keen Healy, obvious answer right there. No, uh, mates not with injured. Mates with Carl Pendered. Uh, Paul O'Connell would have been the greatest MMA fighter of all time if he had of too, va- too big and athletic. Doesn't matter. Who do you think it uh, would
1: be? I think uh, um, probably Brian O'Driscoll because I think it translate excellence in one field to translate. Uh, who's really who's really quick? Someone like. Uh, Someone like Simon Zeba, I reckon, to be probably a good fighter. Be small and quick. Good scrapper, and yeah? Good scrapper, yeah. Keith Earlsway. Limerick City. That's Limerick City. Limerick City. There you go. Key MMA
0: Darls. Truth Talk would like to know how likely, Sean, could we end up seeing Connor versus St. Pierre and Lawler versus Wonderboy at UFC 200? That won't happen. No, never. No, no. Uh, Fraser. FRAZ1001. Yeah. Overeem signed the new deal, just carrying the Santos, but a loss to Rothwell. Do you think that this is the general direction that they're going to move forward with him? Is he going to... What, what is... Like, a final question on Overeem, because we had a few more after this. Where do you see his next three fights going?
1: I think he'd fight that that one fight in in Rotterdam against whoever it is. If he wins that, he'd get a title shot, I think, against the winner of Stipe and... Um, Stipe and uh, Vardum. That apparently that Stipe Vardum fight is going to be UFC one ninety seven or eight or something in Brazil, but it hasn't been announced yet. But apparently that's it. Ariel was saying yesterday on the show that um, Overeem might fight Kane. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, give him John Cena instead. But uh, I don't think that will happen. To be honest, I don't think him would be too happy about fighting Kane. But Kane is still in the picture, and Kane is you know, kind of the name guy there, and they want to get him back. But I think Kane needs to, you know, I think Kane needs a couple, fup, a, a couple of warm up fights before. Uh, I agree. ready.
0: Um, Mick, couple of ones, Sean. I'm letting you go. Your time is precious to me as always. Mick Duffy would like to know: out of all the UFC champions, who do you think is the most beatable? <sighs>
1: Um, This might sound bad Because of who he's fighting But Rafael Dos Anjos Ding 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 It's either him or Robbie Lawler
0: Robbie Lawler just seems to be the man that He's Deadpool Like if he got shot His skin would just morph Have you seen Deadpool by the way? Did you
1: see Deadpool? Yes Is it like the best film you've ever seen? It is probably
0: the best film I've ever seen It's super film wise So
1: Good and I don't even like superhero films. am no, you know,
0: like I'm not a massive fan and I knew nothing about it beforehand. You am I big big fan of that film. Like, yeah, unreal. Fuck.
1: Oh, it was just so funny. Go, if you you know if you're going to cinema, go and see that Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Like it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. But who do you think is the most beatable UFC champion? I
0: completely agree with you. Yeah. That's, that's a sad thing Thanks. We had a couple of funny questions here Like because of time here now We're not going to get a lot of the Detailed MMA breakdowns here But Tygo Donovan wants to know How long before Bellator tried to sign Big Joe Joyce Would I prefer to see him fight Kimbo Than Massey 5000 Or whatever he's called Massey <laughs> 5000 sounds I like a fucking him, tractor
1: definitely. Yeah I, Joe Joyce I was actually watching loads of Joe Joyce videos there last night Would love to see him in uh, Bellator Should have be many fucking worse Than what they have now
0: Alan McKenna would like to know Uh, He's a fan from Australia How big Oh well he's our uh, He's our longest listener This week How big is Fight Pass Going to end up Will it just be Fight Pass And pay per view eventually Cut out the TV deal completely What do you think Rumours of a big Fox renegotiation At the minute And it's Mm. going to be A huge deal for the UFC
1: See I think It's more likely That it'll be just TV And um, uh, Fight Pass than just pay per view and fight pass. But I don't I think pay per view's rebounded as well, so pay per is probably here for another while to come yet. Um see the, the thing with T V it's gonna send T V because all you can have now that's good on T V is live sports. Like before remember years ago like people would be fucking tuning in their droves to friends on us you know on a on a Sunday night or whatever but people don't do that now. They watch box sets, you know. They, they watch it on online and stuff. So people are not watching TV, uh, you know, live stuff on TV apart from sports. Like I hate watching sports that are not live. Like like I hate recording to watch them. And I think most people are like that. So that's
0: what happens to me with UFC fights because I'm working.
1: Yeah, but I think people like ESPN and fox and stuff they're, they're probably all going to be wanting that ufc content uh when it comes up because it's, it's, it's content's getting harder and harder to get all the time um that people are going to tune in for so i don't think it's going to be going off tv anytime soon in fact i think it's probably going to get only getting bigger on tv
0: sean brian mclaughlin would like to know what did you buy wonder boy for valentine's day
1: i got him an old card i uh, wanted those uh do you know one of those john cena ones that you open up oh <laughs> yeah,
0: i, <laughs> I saw that online <laughs> uh, John Harker second last question who are your favourites for wins at Bama well forget about that we'll talk about that next week any chance of fan cams with listeners after and any of my 500 tank tops for sale unfortunately that was a joke about 500 tank tops I just have the one I do think I'd like yeah. to interview people wearing that tank top though
1: yeah that'd be a bit embarrassing wouldn't it for, everyone for of the also. other person because my arm's
0: like <laughs> Yeah, We may, uh, we like- may try to get a couple of people outside after the event um, But Kill your idols 666 Once again steals question of the week here on the Severe MMA podcast Sean who would you fuck marry or kill Jared Rocholt Nikita Krylov, or Elir Latifi <laughs> Do
1: you want to answer that
0: Kill your idols we're not answering any more Of your questions on this podcast anymore Also I forgot his, nick- his name Is actually kill your idols 666 Oh, yeah, we're him. I like him. Dedicated fan of the podcast. Uh, and even if the questions are a little bit out there. Sean, finally, to finish off the podcast, it is 20 past four here on this Tuesday. I have to go get the bus. Oshino Sullivan, we're coming up in two hours of the podcast. Did you watch the leaders' debate last night? Any chance oh, yeah. of a bit of a political discussion in the interest of the people? I'd What's just that? like to point out, Sean, <laughs> I was not in the IRA and never have been before you try and ask any questions. <laughs> And I'm fucking raging that my brother's a politician. Because I can't, okay, so what I used to do, right? There's some awful hoodlums in Dundalk that pull down election posters and leave them on the ground. So I would drive around and look for the ones that had been pulled off the polls and take them home with me. Because obviously you can't vandalize other people's properties. You'd never be able to rip them off. Especially, they're quite hard, so I've heard, to get off because they're double cable tied now, some of them, So you need to bring a lighter or a sharp knife. Uh, scissors. That's what I read online anyway. And yeah. um, They can be very hard to get down off high poles. So you wait yeah. for someone else to do it or the wind to do it and then you just pick them up when you go home and collect them. So um, I-, I can't do that anymore, you know, because... People will wrongfully think that I've taken them off the polls and that I'm a councillor's brother and that blah, 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 and that's a disgrace. When all a, all a man wants is a Jerry Adams poster to go next to his other Jerry Adams poster from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Is there no a, justice in this world?
1: It's a crying shame. I was looking for someone running called Sheehan so I could stand near it and just like cover his face with my face and take a picture when I couldn't find anyone. Is there no one? No, there's no one. There usually is someone called Sheehan, I don't know, I'll have to go back to Kerry maybe or something, find I'll someone. Find them, yeah.
0: If you know anyone called no. Sheehan, let us know. So, Angus, go on.
1: Yeah, what are, we gonna are you a man? Sorry,
0: Well, to be honest, my family is. I
1: we're no longer friends.
0: Look, I won't be voting for them in the next <laughs> general election. I may as well say that I won't Snakes. be voting for Peter Fitzpatrick. I'll be voting for a member of the Green Party, Mark Derry, um, because. He's a nice guy. He owns a pub around the corner from my house, a music vet, like a music venue. He's sound. Yeah. That's like, at the end of the day, we're voting on people for the people that I think you should vote for someone on the person that they are. The whole go- like politics is fucked completely, right? Look at it this way: it's just arguing against like all of the people in the opposition probably would do the exact same thing. Fine Gael have done for the last five years because the country was in such a bad way from the previous government. Yeah. But now they're just saying, no, we wouldn't do that. And it's like, what would you do? We just wouldn't do what you did because you ruined the country. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And everyone in the clou- crowd goes like, go on, Jerry, <laughs> reopen the loud hospital. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing. Like, do you know what I mean? The main, the main different, make, different makers in the world are people that aren't in government. Can I just say this? Bernie Sanders, if he gets elected, if he gets the nomination, he'll be killed within the first year. If he really wants to try take down Wall Street, the way he's talking about it, that man is not going to live, without a doubt. The world's corrupt. Just, we need the Viper on this podcast to discuss yeah. some world news.
1: For, for, for Dominic Trump, Dominic Trump,
0: what? Dominic Trump? No, for, like Trump would get Trump. killed as well. Like yeah, he's nuts. Apparently, maybe I'm going to fall, uh, fall for an internet meme that's fake. There's a quote from Dom, uh, from Dominic Trump from years ago <laughs> saying, if I was to ever run for president, I'd run as a Republican because they're idiots. Like yeah. he, is, he has actually come out and said he could shoot someone and still be as such a popular candidate as he is at the moment.
1: Do you know what's hilarious though? Last night, uh, Jeb Bush's webpage... Oh, uh,
0: well, Fina Gales got hacked as well a couple out. of days ago, yeah.
1: Jeb Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush's webpage web page ran out, you know, you have to pay for it every year or whatever. Oh, and yeah. fucking didn't Donald Trump buy it and redirected it to DonaldTrump.com dot com?
0: No <laughs>
1: way. So if you got to right now, go to Jebbush.com. Jeb Jeb J E B Bush. Are
0: dot. you sure that oh. SuperCalo just didn't oh. hack this website? Look No, it'll take you to Donald Donald J Trump.com. <laughs> oh you know, uh, no
1: What a rep man. Oh my god Make America great again <laughs> He's
0: Hero hilarious. Absolute hero uh, Ladies and gentlemen Thank you very much An hour and 58 minutes Of your time A bit of a What turned out As a little bit of a Slow news week for us turned into probably the longest podcast that we've ever done. And Sean, if you don't mind me saying, I think it's also one of the most enjoyable and entertaining ones that we've done in quite crack. a while. Um, hopefully the two hours will help you through whatever you're going through this week. Maybe a bit of homework. Uh, who's getting the 10 past 5 train today and they're going to be able to listen to this podcast? Oh, I can't get to think of his name off the top of my head.
1: Can you? Oh, yeah, someone said that. Oh, the last three yeah, weeks we've had either.
0: someone tweeting us. And I'm trying yeah. to go through the notifications... And it's just not getting up quick enough. Yeah, if, you'd, sure. um, if you'd like to get in touch with us between this week and next week, by all means, please do. Get in touch on Twitter at Severe MMA Pod. He's at Sean Sheehan BA. I am at Andrew McGatton underscore. And Graham, the overlord of Severe MMA is at Severe MMA on Twitter. Sean, what's the crack for the rest of the day? To,
1: Beanabaster.com. Beanabaster.com. Oh, take
0: it Check away. It take it away.
1: Yeah, fun, addictive i hand eye coordination game. Check it out, benibasher.com. dot rcom Rest of the day, I'm gonna probably eat some food, maybe um, do do run a few errands. I love when people say that. And uh, that that's about it. Not much. Not much else.
0: There you go. I have. a... Uh this podcast may be laid out today because I have to get the 5 o'clock bus to Dublin and it's 25 uh, past 5 so I'll edit it I'll edit it when I get to the studio perhaps or I will just hang up for me right now and uh, edit it straight that. away
1: okay everybody see you next week